What's up, everybody? I got a, I got a little wind of some festivals coming up here. August 18th, I see there's uh, Honest Dave's out in Morris. They're going to be putting on Illinois uh, Beer Festival. It's a competition and festival. I think the competition's on the 17th, and then the uh, so all the Illinois brewers can compete against each other in different categories. It's all um, Illinois Brewers Guild is, is helping out with it. And the fest itself is on the 18th, I believe, down at the Grundy County Fairgrounds, uh, August 18th. And then uh, my guy, uh, Dave Bennis, he told me uh, there's a Bolingbroke Brewfest coming up pretty soon. There should be more details coming on that soon. I think that's uh, not until maybe October. But uh, they sound like pretty good festivals, a lot of local Illinois beer, which I'm sure you guys love. And like usual, just go to iTunes, and if you could leave me a review on iTunes, and then follow me on Instagram um, at Average Joe's Beer Podcast. Get me on Untapped and Twitter, JoeBob41. And then, as always, go to the Facebook page, like the page, go check out the pictures, do all that stuff. Uh, this episode was pretty awesome. I hung out with Andrew and Melissa um, over at Elder Brewing in downtown Joliet. These guys were the most hyper local people. Uh, you can't even, like, you talk about small business and supporting local. These guys threw so much love to everybody in the area. Uh, the one that stuck out to me the most was uh, Bike Club, a guy named Chef Tony in the Joliet area. He makes this beef jerky, guys, and they gave me a bag of their teriyaki one. And I, I was blown away. I couldn't help myself. But so go to check out bikeclubnoms.com. That dude is killing it. All kinds of different flavors, especially for those people that love hot stuff. Um, these two are awesome. It was an awesome couple to sit down and have a two-hour conversation with about beer. But like I said, they're pitching the Rialto and, and all the taco places. They're trying to do a pizza day, uh, all the local Joliet stuff, working well with like Migraine and all the different uh, breweries in, in the southwest suburbs. Uh, they have live music. It's crazy. You know, guys like Alex Hoffer, who I've known forever, John Condren. I mean, great stuff. I think you're really going to enjoy this one. Now we're actually live, guys. So it's been a long time coming. I talked to you guys before, like the podcast ever even was like a podcast yet. I don't even think I had my first episode when Andrew and I started talking on Facebook. But I'm finally here at Elder Brewing. Introduce yourselves, guys. I am uh, Andrew Polycandriotis, and this is my wife. Melissa. (laughs) I know my own name. (laughs) We are uh, the owners of Elder Brewing. I'm the brewer and call myself the chief music officer which just i like that i book bands (laughs) um booking agent brewer owner yeah i'm guessing contractor uh yes general contractor yeah Yeah. painter contractor caulker (laughs) (laughs) order of of supplies uh Uh uh-huh right you get to wear a lot of hats right i know i was gonna say you both get to wear a lot of hats Um, And we talked about, like, right before we started rolling when we were out by by the bar, uh, we talked about, you know, we were both at a place when we first got in contact with each other that we weren't ready to sit down and do this yet, but we kind of, we wanted to, but it was like, we were both, I was just starting to do the podcast, you were just starting the brewery up, and now I feel like we nailed it. We have, like, the perfect timing right now, because... Your space looks fucking amazing right now. Thank you. Yeah, it's crazy cool. Like when you walk in, because I was only here, you know, just to, for disclosure, I was here when you guys only had half the space open to the public, and you had what three, four beers on tap. Now that menu's looking at seven plus beers. I'm, I'm guessing you keep eight and ten on sometimes too, and music. Yep, yep. We do. Uh, you know, sometimes we we run out 
like, well, I'll make a beer and then something will run out and then I'm down to seven again. So I'm fighting that seven, eight, nine beer thing right now. Trying to find the groove. Yeah, we'll get it. But uh, we definitely have the groove with the music, I'd say. It's pretty It's pretty fun in here. We really enjoy this room and we, uh, we've been recording um, the shows too. So like the bands will play and we've got this little recording device and then we put that up live and... Now that's awesome. You guys are, do you guys uh, have like a live music just like junkies for a long time, and you just always loved live music, and then said this got to be a part of what we're doing. No, we were all right. Well, when we were starting this brewery, it was. Uh, I mean, I basically didn't have a social life at all. I just was doing this the whole time, and uh, I definitely was missing something in my life. And then when we opened this thing up, we met a bunch of the local musicians here in town. And uh, they were talking to us, and it was like, hey, we have this room, come check it out. The next door, they would come over, walk around the back with me, and we'd just look in here, and we just started visualizing this thing. And then it kind of just came to be. The, the music scene downtown Juliet here is it's pretty fucking phenomenal. We have some really good artists here that are just killer, killer uh, songwriters and... Um, well, and to back up, because what we had before was just the tap room, and this was an empty space that wasn't being used, and we ran a few ideas by each other. Well, he was, Andrew's the idea person, not me, and he wanted to do a restaurant, and he wanted to do the most random shit you could possibly think of. A vegan t- restaurant. I don't even know what he <laughs> wanted to do. But then when you started going out in town and meeting everybody, that's how this came about. It's like, you know what, let's make it this music stage room and then you put all your energy into making it that so it's pretty cool and to meet everybody in the area that actually wants to come play and be a part of it and yeah it so when we met everyone um like if you look around the room there's all these baffles and banner like uh what are these things like curtains all this stuff has got like some acoustic sort of sound yeah okay um it's like tuned yeah so that we we have uh a studio in town called third city sound and there's these two guys uh bill and david um they came over here and we put this whole thing together all these baffles they actually donated um and we had a john condren come through with his band and they set up and did a live rehearsal so we heard about those guys yeah we tuned this place while they were rehearsing which was really really cool and uh, uh man we love it it sounds so good in here and pretty happy with it you'll get us to talk five hours about this music room it's there's like his nothing little wrong baby. with that guys i know we're here to talk <laughs> about beer but i definitely don't want to let this let this just slide by because if you if you're in the area or i mean even if you're not in the area if you if you come out this way to the southwest burbs i mean i'm a joliet guy i grew up in the, in the area so it's really nice to have something like this in the area but like chicago street was always my music bastion mm-hmm. when it was this area you know when i'm going around in joliet so did you get kind of poke around over there too and meet some people yeah. and you know, get a lot of good musicians and Triz over there he does a good job and it's really cool we were just talking with him while I was and I said what I love is we have these bands play from seven to nine right well Chicago Street they don't do a band until like nine nine thirty so it's perfect so you can come here hang out and the folks that don't want to stay out all night they can go home or you go out over there now you so got it's your just opening act so you're like yeah. you know here's the opener and mm-hmm. you kind of just cruise down chicago street and get your get your uh, headliners yeah it's like four blocks you know and you have a full night oh, that's amazing yeah i mean this room this room's awesome though i mean as a 
I call myself a hobbyist musician. I don't want to give myself too much credit, but this was this is a space I wish I had when I was playing more open mics and more like you know opening for friends of mine and stuff. But uh, the beer goes along with it, right? I mean, the music, you got independent music, independent beer, like that's got to be good, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Definitely. everything everything we do, it's like a balance between focusing on our beer and then focusing on the area and trying to make it better and get people down here and. And it's mutually beneficial, I think. Like, think of all the people. Talk about some of the people that you've, like Milano's Bakery, and trying to get. Um, God. He just did that eyebrow thing. Like, <laughs> what is she talking about? <laughs> totally knows what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, no, we've been working with tons of businesses. Um, our newest think of yesterday. Yeah, yesterday there's a record shop that came in uh, downtown called audio fills records shout out to audio fills nice um they uh they opened up yesterday had their grand opening and um was like the newest business downtown and it's like we kind of just took them under our wing like hey we've got all these people that like us and we're well, gonna <laughs> we're going to help get the same people to come to your place and well uh, as cool as our bartenders friends with phil oh nice. audio fills phil and he said hey my friends are opening up a record store on Van Buren. We're like, what? And he introduced us. And then from then on, we're like, oh, this is great. We need different businesses down here. We need to promote this. So then yesterday, their grand opening, we gave them little coupons that said 20% off a 10-ounce pour. It's like a dollar off a beer. Yeah. And um, they sent. They had a huge grand opening. They sent like 15, 20 people here after. Oh, that's like, nice. I mean, it was a steady stream. So it's just all... And then we sold stuff that you could go back over there with. So <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. Cross promotion, trying to work together. There's a, a weird stigma about downtown Joliet for whatever reason. Um, it's been a long time thing that's just been there. But we are uh, trying to uh, reverse that for sure and show everybody this place is really cool to hang out. And there's no, you're not going to have run into any problems down here. And if you do, you know, just get, get a hold of me and I'll, I'm right <laughs> down the street. <laughs> He's also the local police. Too, yeah. so he wears many hats. There is a time he wanted to volunteer on that. What was it called? There's like a auxiliary police in Joliet. <laughs> nice. It's a volunteer police. Um, it's like you go on to it. You do parades and stuff, but they give you 40 hours of police training. Nice. Which is free. <laughs> so <laughs> He's got aspirations outside oh of gosh. Elder Brewing. You see that? I, like I would that. just do whatever you're going to train me, man. Melissa, Let's did you say he's the idea man? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sounds like he's the idea man. He's got ideas. I mean, go go a little deeper on that, though, because I think you you bring up a great point. And just in the recent year, you know, you're seeing more you guys and, and migraine and, and oh, you yeah. know the revamp of uh, like the slammers like this area is trying you know it's trying to come out of that stigma that you're talking about mm-hmm. and I think the biggest thing and I've had ideas about this since we opened and my perception has changed that's for sure I mean from four years ago I didn't know a lot about Joel yet he's from the area his family's from the area I'm not but um to that point, I think a lot of people just don't know what to do down here. They they drive by, they see a lot. There's a lot of vacant storefronts, I mean, on our street. And they drive by, they're like, well, what do I do? There's, you know, I just go through. Well, now you've got, you brought up migraine, and I completely forgot to even mention that. I mean, people come down, and they visit both breweries. They come down, they go to dinner, they get drinks. They come down, they go to a show. Like, there's so many things. But if you're not trying to look for them, you're going to just drive by Cass Street, go over the bridge, and go into Shorewood. I mean, you're just... Yeah, what's awesome, I think what people also like, it's it's kind of like, um, 
you go out on the west side of Joliet, you go on like some parts of like Orland, you go like, anywhere outside of this little area, and it seems like everything is just so much like franchise yeah. this, franchise that, and downtown, like just think about all the stuff which she just named, like Migraine has a restaurant, there's this ballpark here, there's mm-hmm. the Rialto, there's Chicago Street Pub, there's Elder Brewing Company, Truth. there's Juliet's, there's Tin Roof too, right? Tin, tin Roof, roof. The, oh, man. all of these the are non-franchise. Arcade. Well, there's a pinball like, arcade? Pinball there's a pinball arcade. arcade. And now a record shop. And a record shop. That's dope. I mean, like, that's, yeah. You could walk to all of them in a day, or you could stay at the casino. At the casino. Like, you literally could do a week vacation Throw some craps, and then head out for your beer. And then go fishing, too, you know? There's the Illinois (laughs) shipping and sanitary (laughs) lane right there. You can swim if you really want. Oh, if you want, yeah. We do not promote swimming. I feel like they just just Uh, took away your 40 hours of police. Yeah. Just encouraged the wrong stuff. You're done. (laughs) <laughs> oh, and there's Dan's handmade candy. Well, yeah, you can't beat that. Dan's handmade candy. That's candies. right. Get, there. get you some caramels. Go over there and get you some of that Dan's candies. Yep. Yeah. I wish there was more places like that uh, on our street specifically, but I'm not going to, I can go on all day about my passion of this like little alleyway and in our street, but Vela's. You can yeah, mark you, people recognize those names like you you recognize Vela's. You recognize Dan's candies, especially like on the Cass Street area. So. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do some beer here soon with Dan's candy. Um, Does I've he a, know this? I, no, some, he doesn't know. I've been s'mores something or other. Or a nice, uh, yeah, some toffee. Right I don't know. Yeah. I'm looking for some toffee or caramel or mint. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, mint. See, that's something you don't see much. The the mint. That would that would be kind of fun, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we got Girl some Scout cookie action. We won't, <laughs> we won't give mint. away too many of our ideas. I know. I know. We <laughs> talked about this. <laughs> We're playing it close. You're, uh, <laughs> I'll skirt around. I'll skirt around your uh, your Willy Wonka esque uh, secrets. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> No, it's it's a it's an area that yes, and I think it's you guys are dead on that it still has that kind of like oh you know oh, yeah. what are you what are you gonna do down there feel, but uh, in the same vein where you guys spoke on uh, about you know being able to hit migraine, being able to hit elder, being able to hit Chicago Street all in one kind of swoop in a day and night on the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, they got that going on and it's really successful right now up at, at in Tinley Park. You know, you look at Hailstorm oh, yeah. and Sound Growler and Open Bottle and Crafted nineteen seventy nine. You get this like cluster of these great little places to just you nobody no beer dorks go for just one it's mm-hmm. got to be you got to hit every if, if you're in the area you know you got to hit everything oh yeah and it's so cool um i would say i have no data to back me up <laughs> but half the people 50 percent of the people in here either went to migraine before or after here yeah. and and they say migraine sent us and then i'm like okay well anyone who didn't go there yet you guys should go over there you know it's just I, we we're friends. It's awesome. Shout out to Dan over there, Dan Rosenberg. Yeah, Rosie the Brewer. If you're looking for him on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, yeah, that's he's a cool, a good guy, man. It's, it's a cool thing going on. Yeah, he was on the podcast early on. He he's got he's got great stories too. Yeah, he's a really smart guy when it comes to the beer. He may share a little more about his recipes than you're going to, but <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you probably <laughs> get that from everybody. <laughs> you can sniff it out. If you can okay. snip it out, snip it out of my beer. You gotta be you a got certified it. Cicerone and then some. You gotta be, you gotta be bonus Cicerone. So my my first knowledge of you was through the fellows at the Julia Brewers Guild. Um, so talk about that a little bit. How that kind of that that's got to be part of where you started, I guess. Uh, I'm like really, um, I'm kind of just like a one man band, dude. So like, when I started doing this whole thing, I started brewing at home, and then we went over to the guild 
probably I was almost a year in, I think, by the time I actually joined the guild. Well, because we weren't going around in the area too much. We had moved to Plainfield. So then you were around. Then you found them. Yeah. Should we we take that, rewind it back, and say, where did this start? Where did the two lovebirds begin? Oh. Let's go back all the way then. All right. So how did you guys meet and then get onto this crazy journey? And what role, you know, what role are you playing? Mm -hmm. Are you like, you're going to brew beer? That's dumb. Or are you like, hell yeah, let's brew some fucking beer. Oh, yeah. There's definitely a lot of role playing going on here. (laughs) Um, You know my... I'll voice, I'll voice my true opinions how that went. Let's Go, hear from Andrew him, first. Let's tell see, him, let's tell see him what our story. his perspective is. Um, well, we met in uh, college. Um, Melissa was 21 and I was 20. And she was waiting for me to turn 21 before oh my, she... That's not she true. Was, She's <laughs> a gentle lady. Yeah. <laughs> no. It was like a two... He was 20 for two weeks when I met him. Yeah. Something like that. And then... We ended up going to like a uh, barn dance or something like that together. and uh, We met in our business fraternity. Wait, what school is this? Illinois State. Illinois State. I asked you. We met in our business fraternity because, believe it or not, Andrew was studying to be a CPA. Yeah, of course um, he was. You look like a nerd. No. Yeah. Absolutely. I actually have an accounting degree, it's, believe it or not. Sweet ponytails. <laughs> not, not a lot of accountants <laughs> get those. Man. No. So he was did not have long hair. He did not have facial hair. He's very clean cut polo wearing. <laughs> Polo uh, wearing. Polo wearing. You made it sound like an insult. No, like polo no. wearing punk I, ass. I had <laughs> <laughs> corduroys. Corduroy. No, you didn't have corduroys. No, so he didn't. was um, accounting and information systems. That's what he was studying. And then I was in the business fraternity and I was studying finance. So we met there and then we went to our barn dance. And I mean, yeah, we the went rest of history. Barn dance. And we started dating and then um, we served on like e board together. So this was, I think this was like probably. The uh, uh, the word catalyst to our what we're doing right now. Um, she so eboard is just executive board. Um, and so we we would like I was the VP of membership and what were you? I don't even remember. The secretary. Secretary, yes, <laughs> exactly. Sounds sexist. Sounds sexist. But it was a role, you know, like you're you like are in charge. Executive of, assistant. That's what they call it. Yeah, administration. <laughs> VP of secretarial duties. Um, she uh so anyway we did we did that together we worked together so we like i don't know we like planned events so we did a bunch of shit together doing that like i did all almost this paperwork like a, like a bus- <laughs> the business thing happened then together like oh we this could work oh. i don't know that we either one of us was like we're gonna start a business then at all it was just it was it was good uh stepping stone i guess to this and then um we both got jobs out of college and melissa got this job doing uh sales and uh it was super duper uh long like she would be working like just tons of hours man so like maybe 10 or 10 or more than 10 hours a day for sure even at nighttime like at five after five she'd just be working and so i was just bored i was playing video games after work (laughs) like what am i doing here and eventually it was like you know what fuck it i'm gonna start brewing beer and uh, I made this first batch of beer. Uh, it was a brown ale, American brown ale. Um, and what were the ingredients in that? No, kidding, <laughs> kidding, kidding. I think it was an extract brew. Um, right? It's got to be. Might have been some, I don't know. I'm not really sure. <laughs> so it was a brown ale. Brown okay. ale. And it was fantastic. Like, this was the best beer today, I'd say, that I've brewed. This the first beer that I brewed. 
Um, a lot of it had to do with the water I was using and stuff. It was kind of just going back over it later on. But after I made that beer and it, we kegged it, carbonated it, and we drank it, I looked at Melissa and I was like, I'm going to fucking open a brewery. <laughs> Whoa. And I just said no. You're like, okay, one batch. Okay. One batch, yeah. So then Relax. Well, I actually, <laughs> I got, there. did you talk about, sorry, I was gone for a second. Did you talk about how when I got my sales job and how you had to find a hobby? Yeah. How bored he was. How bored he was. Playing video yeah. games. So yeah. I literally, you made it and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. went like, back to work. Okay, that's neat. I'm going to go back to work. Yeah. Right, right, right. I'm going to go to the grown-up world. <laughs> yeah. Make some okay. money. And, <laughs> and uh, so then from like, then on for like six months, I chased that beer trying to understand what the hell I did to make such a good beer. And that's what got me hooked. I'd say even more so than uh, the beer itself, that first beer, that chase of like what all of these variations or all of these variables that could happen that can change anything in this process. It's just, there's so fucking many. And I loved it. It was really cool. It was really hands-on and, uh, it kind of just started a fire inside me that's still, it's still burning. Uh, <laughs> it's, still burning. <laughs> it's, yeah. burning. it's still burning. It, well, then you, well, talk about how, you know, you said you're going to open this brewery and then so you said a day, you were like, this is the day I start board, my corporation. <laughs> yeah. So and then I fucking, yeah. Once you just like started the corporation. Six months in, after this this trial period of chasing, it was like, am I really going to do this? And it's like, yes, I'm doing this. It so was I ridiculous. So I went on legal Zoom, started an S-Corp. I was a little, furious. A little plug for LegalZoom.com. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then uh, got that going. The and stocks came in the mail, and it honestly started getting really real at that point. But um, then we had to get married. Yes, so we, I made we him had wait. To. That sounds odd. Well, we no, had so, to get married. You know, starting a brewery is very expensive. No. So we had a wedding and I needed him to help. You know, we were going to pay for our wedding. So I said, once we have the wedding, and this was like a matter of six months. I mean, this wasn't years. I said, then let's go all in. So we waited the six months and he's brewing like a maniac. And then we get married and then it was like, Boom. Buys his kettles, buys his, you know what I mean? We just went in. So. What were you brewing on leading up to that? Um, I still have some of the kettles. I ha- I was doing like uh, five, I started off doing extract, for, did three extract batches, and then I did probably 50 all, all grain, like five gallon batches, and then somewhere probably another 50 to like 70, um, uh, 10 gallon all green batches. How did you drink all of it? Where did it all oh, go? Dude. Like, we invited go? everyone we, we drank, ever met I drank over to so our garage. Much beer then. Did you keg it all the time? All the time. Because oh, you, yeah, mm-hmm. you're just kegging constantly. That's all uh, I every remember. Weekend. And then he'd have me stand there with the, what's it called? That stick thing. I was like <laughs> helping oh, you. Oh, the siphon. Yeah. yeah I was oh, helping yeah. him clean. Oh my gosh. For I All I remember is cleaning. Cleaning. And cleaning. A lot of star sand. So much star sand. Lots of, um, <laughs> I got I've got like freaking 12 uh glass fermenters. Uh I've got like I had a whole like setup with Just carboys on yeah. carboys on carboys the Tons. entire house. That's and so yeah, awesome. we we had to get out of the house Well, at one point, was, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but at one point people would come over and all my friends are talking about 
oh, I got this new entry table, right? And I'm thinking, oh, I got a sofa oh, table. Yeah, it's really these, beautiful. Like, nice Put things. The keys on it. It's yeah, right nice. when you walk in the door. <laughs> and then I know one day, stories. yeah, I came home and there was a, f- a chest freezer in my entry doorway. Entry so table. my entry like table was a chest freezer of fermenting beer that you know so exploded amazing. here. Oh my god. Yep. There's a lot. Wait, did you say it exploded? At one point it exploded. Oh, yeah. What I mean, there exploded? exploded inside, inside there. Of the, it was so fermenting it and it leak. just like... Just inside the... Oh, so it didn't like leak all over the house. Just inside it was, the freezer? It leaked yeah, all over oh, the house. Yeah, it gets... It does... The Several coolers times. Coolers aren't like tight. They're like, not as uh, tight as you hope, huh? Or yeah. like a leaky... We had a leaky keg at one point and he had it in a kegerator in the <laughs> new wood laminate floor in the mm, front room. And it's fun. just... <laughs> Beer started leaking all. O- I mean, it was intense. Yeah, I hope our our past or the new homeowners of the house we were living in doesn't. They don't listen to this. <laughs> we didn't ruin anything. <laughs> They've long since replaced those floors. <laughs> yeah. No, Looks but like yeah. a crime happened here. Oh my gosh! Well, it was just. I'm just giving those examples of brewing. Brewing took over our entire lives. So when you're house. out, you're out with the girlfriends. You're like, oh, we got a new entry table as well. Yes, I actually keep stuff cold. It's oh, I took really pictures, showed them. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, they they didn't understand. No one. That's the biggest thing. Like no one got it. No one. They're, They're like, like, what is Andrew doing to your house? Yeah. What are you doing over there? They were like starting a GoFundMe for you. Yeah, they're like, they're like, <laughs> in case Melissa needs to go out on her own. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna support her. Yeah. yeah, it was really crazy. I, you know, one of the things like you'll hear guys come in that are home brewers, they'll say, "I've been brewing for five years." Well, how often have you been brewing in that five years? Like right. Once a when month. You tell me that. I'm thinking like from my experience and talking to people, it's like, like, are you nuts? You you did like that a couple batches, and all of a sudden you think you're gonna open a brewery, but like you said, you 50 batches, 50 batches. You know, like mm-hmm. that's a you, lot of brewing to squeeze into a short period of time. We were brewing once a week, sometimes twice a week. Yeah. Um, just constantly just learning and learning and learning and the process is just so it's it's just a lot to learn man you got to really dial yourself in and uh, i mean if you're anyone that's just not gonna if you're not brewing a whole bunch there's no way you're gonna pick this up so i mean maybe you can i guess but um yeah but but there's so much that goes into it i mean and and you can talk to some brewers that are on a high level right now and they might some might say like oh it's it's you know it's easy you just you know it's water yeast you know they break it down to the dullest level and then some of them be like there's so much that goes into it. it just depends on your perspective of it either way there's a ton like you talked about variables like when you're chasing that beer backwards you know think about any little thing that you could have done that would have not gave you the flavor that you got that first brown ale that you you brewed right? yeah and then you got to check test to see if like that deviation is going to you know what i mean like you gotta if that variable like what is it going to do what this new thing gonna taste like if i change this and then backing into holy moly man yeah, butterfly effect you yeah know? <laughs> it's good stuff though i mean um my dad we talk about this like now i'm brewing beer and it's like well you're you're good at it now. So this is what you're going to be doing. It's kind of just crazy to think like I spent this time, this short amount of time with my head down, focusing just on this really hardcore. And now I'm a brewer for my own brewery. Yeah. Like, like, you know, it's gotta be hard for some people's families to understand, like, you know, now it's yeah, sure it's more common now in 2018 that people are into this stuff. But I mean, starting out, I would imagine your dad's 
not a brewer, so he's probably like, what the hell are you going to do? Yeah. I thought you were going to be an accountant. Like, what happened here? Absolutely. No. Yeah. Uh, Nobody t- got tell it. Tell him, Andrew, absolutely every single person around Andrew told him no. It was Myself r- included. We told him, you're crazy. We're not doing this. It was Talk pretty to you t- later. That was the roughest else. part, man. Uh, when you, All right, so if you're uh, ever going to start a company or going to do something like this, I'd say that the most powerful thing that can happen during the whole like adventure is when you see other people believing in what you're talking about, there's something happens like a, like a, I don't know. It, it like just starts just doing what, like a, like a freight train. It can't, you can't stop this thing now once it starts moving. And once she got on board, once my dad got on board and then my dad, then her dad, some of her family got on board. Um, and by getting on board, he means like really believing in the product he could make and that he could do this. And he felt like, that you were in it, you know what I mean? They everybody saw that you weren't gonna give up, and yeah, that's it. So okay, Try I guess we're getting on board. Try this for a little board. while. We'll see. Yeah, I'll no way. Back. It's yeah, like no. I guess we're hopping on this train, or we'll, you know what I mean? Well, how difficult were those conversations, though? I mean, like, how were there like milestone people that you were like, okay, my dad's gonna be easy, but your mom's gonna be more difficult? Like, were there people you were like, we got them now? We're now we're doing something. Like, no, it was I, 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 at the time it was like you're trying to convince everyone that you're not crazy, you know? <laughs> He's not exaggerating either. Not, I mean, I, everybody. I believe him. But, I believe but him. one of the things was like, I don't know, if I, when I went to business school, there was like some bullshit quote I heard. It was like, if everyone's telling you you're, you're wrong, then you might be on the right path to something. And then I could find a quote that would negate what he just <laughs> right. said. That's literally like, the gotta, opposite. Gotta, you have to have a lot of self. Goddamn you know, internet. Yeah. Everything's <laughs> too easy to find stuff. I know I can... I can deliver, you know, when I, when I put my head to things. So there was no question in my mind that I couldn't do this, but the things that were the most challenging were actually doing it. Like the, the actual, like execution. Right, I, yeah. The, it's like, uh, how does this glycol shit work? Uh, how does this, uh, how do I fucking clean some kegs? Uh, how do I build my own keg cleaner? How do I wire up a electric panel? Did uh, you build your own keg cleaner? I did. And is it a good, it's efficient awesome. keg cleaner? It's fantastic. And you're still using it right now? Every day I use it. That's amazing. It's really what good. What goes into building a keg cleaner? Now I want a whole different story. I don't oh, give a shit you about just, your guys' you story anymore. St- I want to talk about <laughs> how you built a keg cleaner. Um, there's a lot of videos out there. Guys will teach you stuff, show you stuff, but it's just a manifold with a pump. And that's, awesome. that's it. I, just it look, I don't even know what it is. Like, I can't figure out I what it even clean, is. I can clean hoses with it. I can clean fucking all sorts of. Sh- it's great. I love my. I love my killer. keg washer. It's got, well, it's got to feel good. Like <laughs> yeah, it's mine. Have, you didn't have to buy it. You didn't <laughs> yeah. have to go buy. You had to buy the stuff maybe to mm-hmm. make it, but still, you put it together with your own hands. Pretty well, cool. Yep. You built one of your, a kind. Yeah, you built your grain mill. You built with our we, our old neighbor was uh what is he electrical engineer? Mm-hmm. And so they literally built his grain mill out of things you would never believe that another, he built it out of. Another Julia Brewers Guild guy? Or no, no, it's a no. neighbor. They moved. Yeah. Uh, in Plainfield, they moved. I only asked because I think I think I was at Mike Stevenson's house, and he had, he's he got like a kind of a homemade grain miller for oh, indoor really? use. It's got like a nice encased box so the dust stays, you know, everything stays in there. Oh. Nice. It's kind of cool. We're missing I thought, that. Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, mine's, mine's like a cart with uh, the mill on top and an overpowered motor, so... 
yeah. nothing gets Got this cool switch. It's good. I think I could do coffee on like ground up there beans in this thing. It's I think, real good. I think Mike's has like a dr- an actual drill attached to it. I think I did a drill initially, but we've we moved to uh, all electric. He helped out, and then you did your whole glycol line probably four times. Yep, that's a lot of learning there. Four times is that the learning? Is that what yeah. we're talking when we yeah, say four leaks. times? You get fucking leaks. You use the wrong tubing. You use the wrong shit here. Fittings. How do you how do you actually like stainless steel fittings are some of the hardest uh, fittings to actually like get tight or whatever that's called. Seal them up. They like don't the metal doesn't like bend or whatever. Hmm. Anyway, tons of stuff to learn up there, man. Just a huge learning curve, but we're we're getting there. And yeah, well. I'm really looking forward to more doing more beer stuff now that I've, this is like rocking how we are. Like we've got this thing moving in a good direction, but now it's like, all right, what's the next step here? What are we gonna do next? I'm totally gonna reinvent myself over the next six months, I'd say, uh, beer wise, and start getting different ingredients. I don't know uh, 100% what all that means, but um, we're going to focus. No, I, I, get, I get what you're saying, though. I mean, you know, now that you're, you're hitting a stride, I think people sometimes struggle from the outside as non not being in the industry. They struggle to see that not only are you worried about everything that you just talked about, and, and for you guys, it's upstairs, you know, your brew, your brew area, right? Your brew house, everything's upstairs. Like, But there's a tap room involved, and there's this music involved, and there's all these other little pieces that you're trying to keep all the plates in the air, and it's the two of you guys, right? I mean, you have staff. like well, one, Probably not a huge one, one, right? Yeah. A single right. staff member. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's something that people don't, you know, they don't wrap their heads around that, like, all this stuff has to be taken care of and there's so much so many things that go into it aside from just a very complicated brewing process and you're telling me you're building all this stuff for your own use and all that stuff it, on top of everything else ordering the grain ordering the hops getting the ingredients that you need writing the recipes you know uh, fermenting you're down here melissa i'm sure wondering what's coming in the tap room what's going out what kind of merchandise do we need what kind of, you know where's what, the what's beer the, what's the best yeah. hours how many yeah I, what can gonna, i sell in howlers today yeah. Well, um, am I allowed to holler anything today? Yeah, like, do well, we have too, enough? I mean, and he didn't say anything about your reporting, your monthly reporting, your federal, your state, accounting. your local, all of your reporting. We don't have it. I mean, I hire out some of our accounting, but I mean, I do all of our paperwork and all of that stuff. I mean, it's insane. It's insane how much goes into it. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> you started to drift. Yeah, I was like leaning back. <laughs> you were getting too excited. So. Yeah. yeah, passionate about my paperwork. That's right. She does a hey. lot, a lot for the company. <laughs> she also mops the floor, as I found out this morning. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So she does. No and I shortage. have a full time job. Everyone mops Dude, really? here. Really? You you still work full time too? Mm-hmm. Man, I hear that story so much, and it shocks me every time. Yeah, like, I love wow. my job. Oh, that's good. This is Andrew's passion project. I really am involved in my work too. <laughs> So I help on the weekends and at night, but uh, this is mainly his, yeah. you know. Yeah, I was working full-time or part, well, You're I was working, working my day job. I still had a day job uh, when you up started. until, yeah, up yeah. until end of March or mid-March. Yeah. Well, congratulations, by the Thanks. way. I did not have to do that for a little while. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, it's pretty great, man. I'm not going to lie. Well, you can really throw yourself into this. I mean, you know. Yeah, your passion can take you so far, but eventually there's time involved, and you need that time to focus on this. Right? If you want to make it what you really want it to be, right on. You know, uh, yeah, I, I admire that. When I and I hear stuff like that all the time too, like people are still working full time jobs and then mm-hmm. balancing all this stuff too. 
Uh, let's go back to what you were talking about. Um, you, you know, you did your first three brews, and then you went all grain fifty, you know, batches. So, what was that transition like when when you went from from extracts to to all grain? What were you looking into, like? get some Gatorade coolers and start mm-hmm. making, is that what you started with? I have, uh, I, dude, I still have everything. I didn't sell any of my homebrew stuff. Um, I have, I got three of the Home Depot coolers, the 10 gallon, I think they are. Um, and then I converted them. I used like, I went to Chicago Brew Works and had uh, a couple of guys there um, hook up the, uh, a stainless steel fitting or whatever so i could like legit pull off of it um and then yeah man it was i we would uh i think i've actually built one two uh three breweries so i've got uh mm-hmm. one at my old house that we built we we literally would break the uh the natural gas line and fucking run that is that okay to talk about (laughs) never happened (laughs) like hopefully those guys don't listen to this story (laughs) i don't know if nightcore is tuning in so we would break that shit and we would send down pipe and we'd connect instead of buying propane propane's expensive natural gas is really cheap um you can just tap right into your line i did that two houses i still at my my our house in Joliet. I've got a brewery there that I've not used in a year now. Um, but we broke the line there and there's natural gas going in the garage. Um, it actually looks really nice. Yeah. It's all FRP'd up and I got coolers in there and stuff. And then For those uh, of us who don't know what's FRP'd up. Uh, it's fiberglass reinforced plastic. There you go. Uh, it's just like this board that you can, that's pretty hardy. Really easy to clean. Yeah, you can wipe off. Nice. They make you put it in like bathrooms or places oh, behind okay. the bar so that any water you can Just wipe easy. off. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Really easy cleaning. And then, uh, yeah. So what, what was the we were going from? What was the question originally? That you wanted to know the transition. Kind of transition into saying, "Fuck it, I'm going all green. Let's uh, go." Um, I mean, I was inside the house and I was using the stovetop for the first three batches. Just and three before he was like, all right. Uh, I love it. I love that he, did, that he went for it. <laughs> I, I don't know. It just kind of sucked, like, being inside. It, like, the ventilation sucked. It got took forever to heat that five gallons up. And we couldn't make any food. It was, like, in the sink. And then I couldn't chill it either very easily because it was in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So and Thrusting a uh, wart chiller in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, we weren't going to do all that. So we moved out in the garage, and then... Uh, the rest is history. Well, I've got and some. then what about the building? Oh, shit. So, um, all right. We, I think I first started brewing. My first brew day was either in 2014. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. It was either end of 2014 or beginning of 2015. I think it was. I'm trying to think here. It was 14. 14, maybe. Anyway, one of those two years. And then uh, no, I think, yeah, you're right. Six months in. July or so, uh, 2015, I came to this building, went upstairs and talked with my dad a little bit about the space. And it's 2000 square feet of open space, tall, what is it? 15, 20 foot, 30 foot ceilings. Yeah. I, I, I went, it's not 30 foot. Okay. Ceilings. I went through it. That was a really big range. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's really it's high. 14, 
14 foot. It's like 12. a fisherman's story right there. The fish was <laughs> yeah, she's 45 a, inches long. She's, she's like been 50. swimming in the Illinois sanitary yeah. shipping yeah. lane. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a dip. It's been warm out, guys. It's been warm out, man. Um, no, it's really big open space. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to put my brewery here. And you called, which is crazy. Do you, know, do you ever think about this? He called the city and was like, hey, is this zoned? manufacturing still because it used to be jcm uniforms joliet clothing art right right and they had a bunch of uh sewing machines and whatever else they had in these rows upstairs and you see the lines the electric lines on the ceilings in these rows and he called them and is like is it still you know zone manufacturing and they were like yeah and so our entire plan was that he was going to do production out of the second floor we were never going to open a tap room and he was just going to brew beer up there. Go, go ahead. And that would have been uh, a terrible idea. Yep. I think we would have <laughs> closed the business down really soon if that would have been the case. Because we can't, we can't produce enough to, to sell. Package up and get out into, if you got to self-destroy, you're, dis- you're going through a distributor. And then you're talking about, I mean, that, that's one thing I've learned coming in, you know, from the outside looking in in the industry is that all the money comes through the tap room anyway. I mean, because the ra- margins are razor thin if you're selling your beer through, you know, distro and that. I mean, you're not making much. Right. I think Gary Gully over at the Alarmist way up north, he, he mentioned to me that something like 13% versus like 100%, you know, basically like if I sell a four pack of cans out at the store, I'm making like 13% profit or, you know, what I'm selling out of my tap room is all mine, you know? Right on. Yeah. So, um, the original plan was to go up there and, uh, do that. But, uh, you went to a meeting, Brewers Guild meeting, remember? And you came home and you're like, all right, I talked to everybody. I'm opening a tap room. <laughs> oh yeah, it was Did the you take like st- an informal vote. Who <laughs> <laughs> thinks I should open a tap room? <laughs> I was like talking to some guy at the Illinois Brewers Guild that was selling tanks, and he was basically like, "No, nah, man, you got to do the tap room." And um, I'm like, "Okay, you know, whatever." So then we went to the city. The city sat down with the mayor. After a while, we had heard at this point migraine was like getting their lease together um we were a whole six months like doing this before there was even talks of any of that um they uh i mean we we got our s we got the corporation going and on our website it said joliet's first brewery in 50 years yeah we had it all going and 50 then, more years then they came in with like uh the city came in and it's their building so there was a lot of bureaucracy with that because Not they bureaucracy, no. yeah. bureaucracy, bureaucracy, bureaucracy. Well, so then uh, you're doing two different projects, and um, yeah, you talk to them, and they were like, "Okay, well, if you do anything in your building, you got to redo the whole plumbing, you got to redo all the electric, you got to codes, codes, all add this. bathrooms." Here. They yeah. slapped the red tape on us pretty hard. Yeah, but in a and at the end of the day, you even say like. Thank goodness they did because this building was in rough shape. Gave you like kind of a guiding. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. you, you didn't oh, like man, it at it first, was, I'm sure. But oh, then yeah. you, were like, you have no, I was. Thank God we did that because that had to bring it from one century to another, I'm mm-hmm. guessing. Because what I'm sitting in right now. Yeah. I mean, we uh, we pulled out some wire from the upstairs uh, that was like 100 years old that was wrapped in fucking cloth. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. That's yeah. scary. Jesus Christ. Uh, so that, that good thing, good riddance. (laughs) Yeah. That's incredible. 
Yeah. Right. There's some really buildings. good. The city, the city slapping the red tape on us was a, it was actually a really good thing. But at well, the time, just doing was, their jobs. I'm just trying to relive the emotion I was experiencing at the time of all of this happening. But when they slapped us with the red tape, it sucked, man. It it was like they took my dog or stole my dog from me because I was like on a roll trying to. Not gonna lie, we were trying to beat migraine the whole time opening Punch up. Punching the gut, just kinda yeah. Like it's like this isn't this is gonna be another fucking rolling, year. Man. Yeah. And yep. then we quickly took down that uh, that we were the first brewery in Joliet in yeah. over fifty years. They got us you by a couple months. You conceded. You were like, all right, mm-hmm. I'll just let them have it. Yeah. If we had more money, we would yeah. have been able a to do bit this. More dollars, dollar bills. That's what it takes, right? Always That's what the it takes. That's always if we because this is we don't have investors. Right. It's gotta you gotta feel kind of good though, right? I mean, it's gotta be proud of what what this is now versus you know. Hell yeah. You know. That was the whole premise behind when I started this podcast was, you know, I focus, I wanted to focus more on that side of things like the independence, you know, self-made brewing and brewers and facilities like this. And yes, I've branched out to a lot more bigger facilities now doing the podcast and stuff, which is great because they all have great stories too. But, you know, you, you people like you guys were the focus of well, how this started for me. So I like to hear that story. And Hell I like yeah. to hear You're getting the, it. the challenge. I like You're to hear that all. challenge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So you're pulling out your hundred-year-old wiring. Oh yep. gosh, that was. Uh, it took so long. It was. Uh, we had to do plumbing in here. You can kind of see all the st- upstairs plumbing. This is right here. That was not here before. That's all basically to make sure that the I can do shit up there. Um, yeah, we had to uh, break out um, a bunch of this. A cast iron pipe that was downstairs it was like rotting through they made us change all sorts of stuff and then um the w- best part i would say sorry the best part was in there was a on the back of our tap so our bar area behind the bar there's a wall and it had wood paneling from what the 60s 70s tasteful elegant oh my god <laughs> this wood paneling and a purple awning Okay, and the walls were green, like uh, what kind of green? Ugly green and ugly orange. Like vomit, like vomit. Green? Horrible. Like, okay. Which we were told, I'm not gonna say who t- said that was in style back when they it did was. it. it so <laughs> we took down this wall, and I had been, I was like, I don't know, what are we gonna do behind that? We got to do some cool stuff over here. We got to make this building unique because it's already in a rough spot. So what can we do to make it look so great on the inside? They take off that wood paneling, and it's a brick wall, an original brick wall. It's whitewashed. Yeah. Like, people pay Like, everybody to do that. wants those, right? Yeah. Like it was beautiful. what that is. So people p- take pictures of it. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> what are you taking a picture I, I took a picture of it. <laughs> Did you? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Andrew. Stop judging me. I didn't Whatever, come here man. to be judged. <laughs> I didn't come here to be judged. For fairness, it's for the podcast. <laughs> Gives you a picture of what you're getting experiencing when you come into Elder Brewing. Hey, man, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. But it was like one of those this things. This is done. This interview is over. <laughs> it was one of those things where we had been through so many like, ah, oh, shit, we didn't expect to do that. Oh, my God. Now we got to like go through this whole project. And then they take off this wall and it was like this. Oh, yeah. I'm so yeah, happy. The music Something. and the sunshine and the angels were singing. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, and I would like send pictures of my friends of this wall, and they're like, "We don't really give a shit about like, this we wall." We did get a new sofa table, though. Right, like we got an entryway. Yeah. And so it was just like 
we're we get excited about this what other people think are the dumbest things but i mean we got this cool wall we got the original flooring which andrew talks about to everyone we ever meet the floor here is uh 100 years old it is uh curly bird's eye old growth maple how the hell like you, you this you could not come in here and be like this floor is 100 years old like you couldn't look at it right now and be like oh, no because it's, it's, it's about 100 years old it's, it's about 100 years old it's original it man it's protected. it looks so nice though like it was protected by five layers of really ugly laminate that's and a shame. subfloor and that was really expensive Whoa. and you had to get all the way down through all that to find that did you know that was under there beforehand or you just we started took a, a guess took a uh, we thought it was we giving me anxiety right now thinking about it i mean we could kind of tell from like over here we could see some of the subfloor wasn't all the way out across the floor so we like had a good idea but then when we ripped it out oh my gosh that was like it was like a roofing day like we were fucking <laughs> it was three dudes me and two other guys and we were just shoving shovels underneath this subfloor prying up and then we got to this um and then I have my uh, a floor guy, uh, Dan Reedy. Ready. Ready. Um, he did the other side here. And then he came in. Like, there was fucking patches, missing wood everywhere. But what's beautiful about this floor is in the, in the brewery, we have uh, the same floor. And we ripped out a, a whole bunch of it to put concrete and paint so I can water. So it's watertight. Yeah. So I have just a ton of this floor, like a thousand square so we're foot. Able to clean it up a little bit. Yeah, and that we put it, it. looks you can't tell that it, it was patched. It just because it's yeah, all. This whole part right here. It looks beautiful. I mean, like every you could not guess that these are a hundred year old floors. You, you would think that you had some fucking magician come in here and restore these. You yeah, know? yeah. My uh, my he, my dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my dad. You know, he didn't. He wasn't, uh, he didn't believe that it was going to look like this. And we did this other side and he was just like, did you guys believe it? Were you guys like, yeah, it's going to be dope. Or like, you're like, I think it's going to be good. Andrew always has. I'm always on the fence. I think everything's going to be dope, man. I try to keep that low (laughs) expectation. So then when I walk into something like this, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like this (laughs) is awesome. Oh man. When I, when this thing came off when we got, when I finally got it all off, I, I pace a lot. Just like to pace, you know. For whatever reason, straight anxiety all the time. Straight up, <laughs> but I, you know, I work, I walk it I off. Feel you, <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> so I fucking paced in this room. I don't even know, man. Probably like twenty-five miles, just up and down. <laughs> so happy, just like gosh, looking at all. If you go around looking, I can point out all the pretty pieces. That's how many times I've walked across. You, yeah, it. you know where every scuff is. And <laughs> yeah. Every, like, little, yeah, people would I come and he'd be like, "Do you want to see the floor next door?" <laughs> people would be like, "That guy's weird." Yeah. <laughs> so he's trying to show me his wood floor. Yeah. So weird. What is this guy, guy just like uh-huh. all he talked about. You should have like a night for flooring guys to come in, like you oh, know, like fifty yeah. cents off for any floor, or fifty uh, percent off any flooring guys, and then you can just walk them work. around like a tour. They'd be like, "Oh, is this a brewery tour?" No, we're just showing my guys the floor here. They're as excited yeah. as I am. This is a- Everybody's got a boner right now. We're all looking. We're all looking at my wood floors. Touch it. It's like, just, don't I touch wait, it. Just, like say the say the name of the wood again. Say the name of the wood again. If there's any carpet or flooring guys listening, they're gonna be like, "Oh." Oh yeah, it's a curly bird's eye old growth maple. Yeah, oh yeah, there's yeah. a lot. Of, mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna find I'm gonna find a flooring or like a wood expert group on Facebook and post this to it. Like, Go for guys, it. Fast forward to 40 minutes in. There's some hardcore ma- or oak 
Coke taco. And, uh, <laughs> yes. Sorry, uh, I didn't mean to sidetrack you guys. You no, it's all good. We'll talk all day about the floor. floor I love so my dope. floor, man. I really do. It's a dance floor. It's a dance mm-hmm. floor. It's musicians get to use. I mean, it's not a stage, but it's, it's the floor alive. Is good enough. It's alive again after a hundred totally, years. Yeah, it's it's incredible to think about. Yeah, yeah. So we spent you spent a lot of time getting your beer ready, and then you took a little break. Andrew finished trying to get this room together and. Three weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, we gutted this room. Whoa. They had a drop ceiling that his dad wanted to keep. We're like, uh, no, we're in 2018. We don't do drop ceilings. It's a. I'll tell you what. My dad is a great man. Great man, but he is not the designer of no. this space no. at, by no means at all. He's not. Does not. He's not allowed to give us any advice on design at well, all. Speaking of the design, though, my sister, so everything in our tap room, my sister has an interior design degree. She doesn't do it like for a living, but she took everything that we saw. We got a lot of inspiration from like Colorado breweries. We really like how they, the ones that we had gone to out there. Um, and she took like that with our style and she did our entire tap room. So if you see any pictures, like our back wall that she did with the shelving and our signs and it was with her help that we got. A lot of local, like we wanted to do art. We knew we wanted to do local art on our walls. Also took pictures of that. Is that okay? Sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we love that. We love that. So she, um, so she did even like our wall. You see our hop. So our logo is yeah, yeah. a hop is the um, top part of the tree, right? So she like took a piece of that stenciled it on the wall and painted it i mean she's so talented that's the black and white piece that's like kind of around mm-hmm. the corner it's like our photo us. op okay. wall it's dope yeah. yeah so she helped us design that whole thing and then andrew took what she did in that room and like tried to emulate it in this room so we've got these huge paintings from local artists on display people can buy them um yeah and so we're just trying to like incorporate all that but design that we left that we are not really good at it either we left I mean, that I to could, my sister i can get every shout out to your book. sister shout out yes yeah. sarah <laughs> thanks, yes sarah thanks sarah yeah if you're, you're listening that degree to work yeah That's right <laughs> um all right so one more couple more things on some beer stuff um, yeah it's really hard to pick what you're going to put on the menu uh i mean you can pick all day all day but like to have anyone else telling you or giving you any advice it's like clo- people close to you, it's good to have like folks telling you what's good, what's not. So anyway, my wife, um, she wanted, she didn't like any of the beers I was making at first. I didn't drink craft beer that at that point in time. Loser. No. I, yeah. no, totally. I didn't know totally. what I was missing. I hear you. It's, it takes a while, man. Yeah, it took my you. wife a little bit and then she found one and now she's like, she's so deep right now. Yeah. She's <laughs> lost. She's <laughs> lost. <laughs> she's like, where's the barrel aged shit at? Like break out the barrel aged <laughs> Um, So... She wanted me to make her a beer that she was gonna like, so um, that's the uh, cream of the cat or the keep of the castle now. Okay, right. Um, that is the beer I made for her to get into craft beer, and uh, she she loves it. She's been drinking it ever since, and it's really cool, man. Uh, we're this that's whole thing. That's the cream ale, right? That's yeah, the cream ale. This whole thing is like a, it's a lot of us working together. Her and I just doing this thing and. It's totally a partnership, man. We we're doing a lot together. Right. You need you need that. You need you know the partner. You need you got to have somebody to kind of just 
to also like you said tell tell you yes and no on some things kind of keep your head level all that yeah okay it's like we got a tour going on yeah now. i'm not like really it. sure they think they're checking out the hardwood oh no i think i think that's what it is <laughs> this is must be the local hardwood enthusiasm and uh yeah enthusiast club here see? yeah i love it i love it yeah yeah dude this is so now talk about you t- talking about a little more points on the beer like how difficult is it at your size right now like what's your system right now it's three barrels. Three barrels. So how difficult is it to keep the lines filled? Uh, it's very difficult. Um, I get, uh, we'll make a beer. So I only have four tanks up there. So uh, we're adding on now. But um, what ends up happening is I'll make four beers. Let's say I fill all four tanks for the month. Well, during that month, one of my other beers is going to maybe sell out. So it's like I got to now rebrew to keep it filled or get the next one back on or whatever to keep it so I don't run out and, it's just a, it's like the fucking post office mail, man. It's like. Mail never stops. Never fucking stops. It's Charlie. like, I just need to take a, <laughs> I just want to go in the, in the shipping and sanitation. <laughs> yeah. I want to go take a swim. I wanna, yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> well, and then I'm sure people find a beer they like here and they come back and they're like, I want a howler of it. And like, I can't give you a yeah. howler because I only have so much. Yeah. Other people need to be able to try it. Yeah. 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 That's a difficulty I find, you know, even on a larger scale. I mean, Sean Burns over at Moore Brewing, he told me that same thing. You know, and he's got more space, more tanks, you know, and he still has issues. Just got to keep the beer on. Yeah. It's hard to keep the lines filled. And I'm sure she's probably busting your balls like, I need more beer down here. Like, why, yeah. you know? Yeah, I need to sell more howlers. What's going on, dude? Yeah. And it's like, you, you got to just... Got to roll with it. <laughs> so so what your current state brewery right now upstairs, is it uh, is it the same uh, as day one when you open tank-wise and all that? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So so you're soon adding some more? Yep. Some more stainless? Yes, sir. We got, uh, we're just building out our infrastructure right now, putting in some electrical, some of the chilling stuff. Uh Actually, I'm not putting in electrical right now. It's just in case if the city's right, listening. Right. No, you're not putting. In. No, it's just. Uh, I'm just. <laughs> you'd like to hire a contractor that is certified and get licensure, follow yeah, all exactly. the rules to We're, put in some electrical. Exactly. Um, but soon all that will be done, and then we'll buy tanks. Um, last time when I started off, I had bought the tanks first, and then did all the infrastructure later and that sucks man now it's like hey let's make sense of this and and get this done first and then we can slide the tanks right in where they go when they come they they just plug them right in (laughs) that's how it should be yeah right so we'll be doing that and um you know i've got the three i've got three three barrel tanks up there one five barrel and the three threes came from 350 i bought uh from tinley okay yep I bought some tanks from them. Todd and Dusty, right? Todd and Dusty over there. Todd, shout out to Todd, man. He hooked me up, gave me a good deal. He's such a nice guy. And he delivered them for to us. Really, pretty, uh, pretty nice. We uh we in, we enjoy those. They're my favorite tanks. Yeah. I, I like those better than I like the five barrel. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's this personal. Feels more. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's. <laughs> I you know and like people might not get what you're saying, but like I know what you're. It's it's more personal though. Yeah. Out of this uh we got a good friend John Condren uh, mm-hmm. down here. He's local musician that everybody everybody knows. John, everybody right? knows John yeah, Condren. He's just he's a dope musician. He's got this crazy quote he tells me. He told me the other day that like uh, he says guitars have songs in them, meaning like each guitar out there might have like some songs mm-hmm. within them to, that need to be played. Well, that's how I feel about those tanks too, especially the ones from 350. I feel like they have more 
beers in them still. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, like a, hit the right notes to figure yeah. out how to bring them out. Yeah. Like, it's in there. Doesn't it's, mean it's just going to brew itself. It just means right that like you're going to hit the right ingredient and the right timing and the right temperatures and the right, and one day and you're going to be like, that's what I was waiting to pull out of this thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah and if it's coming from 350, they make some solid beers. That one, uh, Dreamsicle. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I hear, they, I hear that one's pretty good. That's pretty recent. They threw that one out there. It could have... Maybe they made one of those really awesome beers in one of those tanks up there. I don't know. It's but I can I can feel it. It's uh, just waiting to pull it out. That's all. It's got a good vibe. Yep. Yeah. No shit. Um. Yeah. So is there? What's the challenge of having a brewery upstairs? Like that's got to be fairly unique in the industry. Yeah. It sucks. Um. It really sucks. I have to carry all the grain by hand. So I get like thirty bags of fifty pound. Uh sacks of grain here and i gotta walk them all the way up the st- flight of steps uh i have my dad's businesses across the street so i'll get like a worker to help me do it but it's really inconvenient everything we have to do is brought up through a flight of steps um if we want to bring a new tank in we gotta like challenge a challenge there's a door that's leading out to your death on the second floor there's no staircase <laughs> just just a door and that's how we get everything in big stuff big items um i go rent some equipment and fucking raise it up raise push it, it up. in yeah oh, we shit. we say our beer is elevated because ah. it's brewed <laughs> on the second floor i see every- what you did there <laughs> i see what she did there now I'm, now I'm really intrigued by what she's actually doing right now it's, like a, it's like a tour i don't know she's really she's explaining things to people she's her hands are moving a lot she's huh. it's kind of fun it's, it's part of the podcast now so. yeah i'm sorry man <laughs> don't don't worry about it man. she's uh yeah. i think it's probably she got business to take care of you guys are open right now we're not like you know we started when you guys were closed but it's sunday and people want to have some beers and maybe take tours or whatever she's doing right now but yeah, yeah I, I get it i appreciate you guys sitting down and doing this anyway we i think she might be selling the room for like a party or something that would be awesome yep. you guys had a band last night right mm-hmm. you had a big one uh what, what were their names she said violent you college with yeah them? violent crime uh some dudes we went to college with casey and jeff um it was a pretty good time um they're from chicago so i think they'll be back here for our one year anniversary um nice we're gonna fucking throw a huge party that I day man. So. i hope you do i hope you throw a big old banger in here yeah this room this room just calls for it yeah this uh, room has something in it too you know like this is um it has a party in it that needs to be pulled out too. <laughs> i've seen i've seen like i don't know if it's you or her but or some somebody posts like live videos sometimes when you guys have music in here and you guys get this place rocking man you yeah. this place really moving it's a good well, time the audio right equipment's on. high end i mean it's big you can really get some sound out of it and the space is so I don't know, it's fit for it and then you talked about the acoustics earlier it's like nothing goes better with with a good craft beer or you know an independent home homemade beer basically right on. Than, than original music or you know live local bands all that stuff you guys have a lot to offer here right and on a, and a star trek pinball machine so that's right <laughs> and millipede and uh I, just one more we're gonna shout out the the sound system here there's a band out here called the big Lin yep uh it's a new orleans style band i don't know if that's actually how that's, that's accurate yeah it's maybe <laughs> like, i don't know anyway so big Lanyep sold us this pa uh it's been broken in by them for i think it's a few years or so it's not new at all um but they sold it to us for a pretty good deal and we were really happy with it and we really thank those guys a lot for 
the system. We love it. And, uh, it does, it does its job pretty, pretty well. Some good nights here. I take it. Yeah. Yeah. I right, do so much with all this space and that, um, your tap handles. That's one thing I really like. Uh, so where did those come from? I mean, they make sense, you know, yeah. elder brewing a tree and a hop. Like, you know, the, uh, mash paddles they sell over at Chicago yeah. Brewworks. That guy, the guy that makes those names, uh, Andrew foot. He, we contracted him to make our tap handles. He's got some other stuff he's making for us too. I mean, describe what they, what they are I and mean, what they look like. It's yeah. basically beech wood. That's been like sanded down. So driftwood, driftwood. Yeah. So they're, they're real light, but like you can, when you touch them, it feels like, I don't know. It's meaty. Yeah. It's not quite a hundred year old, uh, <laughs> old, uh, uh, old oak, uh, whatever. Whatever that erectile uh, wood was you spoke of earlier, but pretty pretty badass looking. And when you walk in and you see over the bar top and you see those, what do you guys have? Twelve handles, sixteen uh, handles, ten, ten back then, ten right now. Yep. So we'll get some more on there soon, sooner or later. But uh, yeah, no, they're really cool. I like them. Um, I've seen you guys around too. I think I saw you guys over at Spear Under Glass, right? You guys, yep. you guys had people there. You guys have so. What, what was the summer like for you guys? I mean, you just sending beer out to festivals and you out to festivals and. Um, we do. I I think I'm about done uh, for the year. I'm not gonna do too too many more festivals. Um, maybe like a handful more, but uh, I don't know. It just takes a lot of effort and. Um, give away beer sometimes which hurts right. um, donating beer yeah yeah, yeah. so it's uh, it's uh yeah we go to festivals as much as we can but we, our big thing is we really try to support downtown Juliet as much as possible so uh like there was a big beer fest um the night of this artist down here Sue Regis that had a uh, she's got a glass blowing shop it was actually a uh, cool a glass vagina show whoa uh, yeah whoa watch out it's uh going deep going we got deep. T- we bought two <laughs> okay <laughs> whoa where, where why are they not displayed in the music room i feel like they would have acoustic value as well uh, i'm sure they do they've got it's uh no they're just she just makes these things and people buy them which is kind of crazy but um if you can sell glass vaginas you can fucking sell anything <laughs> That um, is going to be the tagline for this episode. <laughs> That's going to be the back of the, the elder shirts from now on are going to have that quote across the back of an elder shirt. <laughs> you can she's, sell a glass of vaginas. You can sell anything. She's a great lady, man. Um, but there was a big fest. And so instead of, it's like, all right, I can go send my beer, my, my uh, jockey box to this beer fest and, you know, I'll get rid of it all and we'll get new customers and all that. But, or I can go give my beer to Sue and support the artist here in town and like help her glass vagina show <laughs> you know it's, that much better it's hard not to laugh when you say it and it's probably serious art to her and it really is it's beautiful it, it, it like is beautiful she does a really delicate good, like it's yeah. some really she puts a lot of detail into them the too. second <laughs> <laughs> this is the second glass blowing reference on the podcast but the first glass blowing <laughs> vagina on, on the podcast for sure uh, gabe maglier over at half acre he, he used to blow glass like that was a, so he he got into that story that was really cool to hear but glass vaginas i have not heard yet oh yeah they're out there i i'll, br- I'll show you next time you're in i'll bring them from home what did you bring me uncle jack's grigri all right i don't know what did, all right explain that one uncle jack's grigri um a good story behind it yeah uh, just the last thing yeah so we sent the beer over to sue's and we took care we took care of sue's thing and we, we really love doing the downtown stuff we're, as much as possible. Anytime I could ever support downtown Juliet 
with my beer, with what we're doing, we opt to do that. Yeah, sometimes we don't have money to offer, but we'll always offer beer or help. Yep. Which beer equals money in your guys' lives. You know that, right? Right. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> Absolutely. Right. It's bartering. Uh, Uncle Jack's Grigri. Um, okay, so there's this giant festival every year called the New Orleans North Fest down here, and uh, it's badass. It's like the fucking coolest festival ever. You can get... Um, there's like some really good food. Uh, there's this place in Shanahan that ha- has a uh, uh, soft crab sandwich. And oh yeah, yeah, it's real good. Um, and there's like all these bands and there's hurricanes and craft beer and freaking mimes and people on stilts and it's like a second line walking down the street. It's like pretty. That. It's awesome. It's pretty cool. Um, so the guy who puts it on the one of the dudes that works for the chamber. His he's, name, a, he's part of the chamber. Yeah, his. Uh, John Simpson, well, when I was a little boy, my dad and John were best friends. My dad was in his wedding. I think he was in my dad's, pretty sure. Um, so I was always called him Uncle Jack because his middle name is Jack and his dad's name is John. So it's two Johns. His, this, the younger kid takes the Jack I usually. Got you. So Uncle Jack, that's where the Uncle Jack comes from. He asked me to make him a beer for New Orleans North and make it special. So I said, sure. man. The Grigri part is, Grigri is, in Creo is magic. Um, so Uncle Jack's magic. There's a lot of like omens and stuff yeah. behind it. We try to, we love naming beers after folks, but all right, so the Polly's Revenge, the reason it's called Polly's Revenge is because all these people ask me to make them beers, right? Uncle Jack's Grigri is not named after Polly. All right, so it's named after Uncle Jack, and the old gang orchestra is named after the old gang orchestra, the band John Condren. The old uh-huh. gang. First band to play at our brewery. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, and that's that's a good one to to start your you know locally known around the you know the area for sure. Fuck right, that's cool. So fuck right, fuck right. Fuck right. <laughs> he, he's cut it down. First it was fucking a right, and it's fucking right, and that's fuck fucking fucking. Now it's fuck right. Oh my god. Fuck right, glass vagina. That's, uh, that's, that's been the last ten minutes of the conversation. I missed some stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was t- trying to tell him all the detail in the in those vaginas. Are you kidding me? That's great. You guys bought a couple. Like we never. Yeah, that's awesome. I leave for two minutes. Uh-huh. It got weird. She, she took yeah. a turn. <laughs> we were back now. We're back on. Okay, we're back. Right. All right. We're just having a little fun here on a Sunday um, morning. What, were, what was I just saying? You were oh, talking about yeah. So Polly's revenge is uh, Polly's punch. I took the beer kind of redid redid the recipe uh, i made that beer a couple of years ago and it's like we're gonna make it a little bit better so instead of it's like all these other all these other beers are being named after people polly's revenge is like the revenge on naming beers after other people and them getting the best beer <laughs> so this is mine i see okay i see yeah yeah that's a story that needs to be told i don't think anybody's gonna get that off the board you know yeah i don't really think so what was the tell them what you were gonna name it uh polly's punch extreme d <laughs> because it is extreme because we, we put it under his like r and d right so it was going to be like Polly's R&D and then extreme development, just, extreme development, extreme. And then he's like XD. I'm like, yeah, we're XD. not, we're not naming the beer that. No, we didn't do it. Sometimes no. they come up with some crazy shit and then we <laughs> Polly's stifty. Stifty. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next one. Stifty sense. That's the next stifty one. Stifty sense. <laughs> what? Oh no. And we lost it again. And we lost no, it. 
It were hey. we used to be really bad at names. Like one of the beer names, I won't say which one. People can guess. I'm not a huge fan of. We just kind of like we aren't super creative with certain things. And once we did the old gang, and we thought about like crafting these beers around local things or passion projects or you know like something we can. I don't know. Have some story behind, right? Now it's a lot easier. So, like, your next one, I mean, he's already talking to three other people about different events we're having beer created for that -hmm. we can name around it. And then we're more, like, passionate about the name and we feel better about, like, talking about it. We're not like, oh, I don't know why I named the beer that. It was, yeah, it wasn't taken, so we used it. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I won't even go into the story of Hidden Pluton. It's a terrible story. <laughs> it's a good beer that got a bad name, <laughs> but we'll get we're getting better. You know, you learn. Not bad, getting better. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I see you guys on social media, so I guess I got two parts of this question. First of all, I mean, it's not even a question. I see you guys at the Rialto doing stuff, right? Yeah. Wrong? Yeah. So what's going on there at the at the Rialto Square Theater? We love them. We get Haley and. Hey, Val. <laughs> hey. Uh, we uh, we'll have to tag them in this when we post it. Yeah. Yeah. We get to go uh, do craft beer or draft beer there every once in a while. Um, Only if a it's a of, local event. Yeah. They they do a lot of like, you know, they've got like Heineken and other beer there. That's like, uh, it's just not craft beer. So whenever we get a chance to get in there, man, I fucking love pouring okay. draft beer for people. It's so much better than anything bottled or canned, right? It's premium. Yeah, well, we get, um, so Triz does the local music Mondays, and it's... Does Alex still host that, Hoffer? Is he? No, um, no, that's he not at the Rialto. Mic. Yeah, the open mic. yeah. Okay. yeah he oh, still oh, does so that. Triz does that at the Rialto. Okay, yeah, so yeah, he okay. Like I got you. gets the bands together, and um, so Milano Bakery will be there. They have a bunch of their stuff set up, and then we get to go and do our really jockey like box. I feel like you've mentioned Milano I, uh, multiple yeah, and times. Somebody, like, I just said it to cake. somebody else. They've got such good stuff. So they let these, and us with our jockey box. And then, so if it's a local event with the music and the, you know everybody that we're supporting, we can go and do our beer on draft. Nice. Um, the big shows, unfortunately, we don't have cans. And One day. They yeah, don't have yeah. a draft system. We're so gonna, We're going to get to One get day. some cans here soon. Yeah. Man. We, we bring in like a, a mobile canner or something or you just get your own. Maybe just build one. I could build, build one. It. I was gonna say, just fucking build one, dude. Yeah, dude. I I'll come can with you. Just call me. I'll come. I'll come slap some four pack ringers on things for you. You got that recorded, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gonna pull this done, back man. up done when we need done. help. <laughs> dude, I have asked just about every brewery, and the only people that have reached out to me to do it is like Hot Butcher. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but they do it on like Tuesday afternoon when I'm at work. So, but so you're like, Can't I, do it. I will come in and help you guys can when you get that canning machine running. When I build it, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I like it. Whatever you need, man. So yeah, we get to go to the Rialto, and then we're doing that big beer bash. Triz is also working on that too. He's he's awesome. He's What's really tries bash? to get stuff going. They just announced it, so it's going to be a bunch of local places. Well, somewhat local. I mean, three fifty Hailstorm, us. I think that's nice. I haven't reviewed the list very well. Us and Migraine for sure. Um, and it'll be like buy tickets, get some food, listen to some music, and try beer at the Rialto. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you guys should look into that one in, in Morris. That's going to be in I think it's August eighteenth. I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, I know you said you don't know how many more festivals you're going to do this summer, but it's supposed to be 
good. He's got 20 already booked. He's going to probably try to get some more up there. And I think they pay you for your beer in this one. It's a competition as well. Yeah. So you can enter a couple of things as far as I know. I printed it off. It's also the oh, okay. same day as uh, Blues and Brews on 66. Oh, well, yeah. Got to yeah. make decisions. Yeah, I so saw that up, up, up over your shoulder earlier. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that one we've been to three times now. We were the well, first to one to go to that beer fest. I love these little fests around Juliet. Like they, you know, people put on some beer thing. They, their first year, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They kind of just start putting it together the yep. first time, just like everyone else. And so we came there, we set up with our beer tent and we were like, we're going to pour you some draft beer, man. And we were the only ones pouring draft beer. Then the next year they got like eight breweries. It's like, Oh, that was a good idea. We'll get more like that. And now it's like, look at how many are yeah. attending. <laughs> yeah, you're looking at Metal Monkey mm. and Pollyanna and Rev and, yeah, 350. And they wanted to be pig. real local. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So that's the same day. So, and then we have a food truck that day. Oh, well, so yeah, it might not be, might not happen for you guys on that yeah, one. Then. Yeah. We'll that's cool. You Call in some friends. But it makes sense for you guys. It's a local thing. It's something that, you know, you guys, like you said, you usually side with supporting this area versus right. if you have an opportunity to branch out. Um, social media was something I touched on because I saw you guys at Rialto through social media and those things. So how do you guys utilize it? Like how important is it for you guys? I literally, I do all our social media stuff and I have paid maybe very minimal amount of money for anything other than social. I don't even, we sometimes like boost a post on Facebook, but all of our marketing is via social media. Side note, do you guys, uh, do you find that like the boost helps Maybe if you do that, because I've never times. done it and I always see it come up and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, you should try it. I've yeah. seen people like say, you know, it doesn't really help. I've seen people say it really helps. Like, you, you know, boost, if boost your page, you know, like, yeah, yeah. And get likes and stuff. Uh. Yeah. And I think sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. And it, it depends either like when I've done it or what I've targeted. Mm. And I'm still learning. Like I'm no pro. Right. I literally just figure it out as I go. <laughs> um, but that's our only marketing we do and and i'm learning too that that's not we need to balance that out with a few other things too yeah we're gonna start doing but that's our biggest that's our biggest obstacle (laughs) you guys need stuff you let me know yeah i've got video experience i come in here and shoot some video for you i don't care you're local you're local people it's good hell yeah man i'm down to help that's our biggest thing like we've got to support the industry too you know like this it's a great industry with great people and uh, that's that's what i want to be a part of it so that's stuff. That, yeah, it, I think everybody's learning right now. I mean, some of these mm-hmm. people have bigger budgets and bigger. They've been around longer, whatever it is, and they can do a little more. But like the yeah. lifeblood of this industry seems to be Instagram and Facebook, and not as much Twitter anymore. I don't feel like, but Mm-mm. but Instagram and Facebook. It's like I get all my information untapped, even too. You know, like when events are coming, all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we too. Um, that's our biggest thing. Is like we have ideas and we know what we want to do and we know what we should do, and then it's just us. So you got to pick. It's time, it's experience, it's equipment. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. do, you, do, you, do you know how to do video? Like, do you know how to do this and that? But like, like I was telling you, I like, I like that, you know, every once in a while I'll be flipping through Facebook and I'll see you guys have a live band, you know, and you're taking a live video. And mm-hmm. I can see like, oh shit, that place is rocking. For me, it's five minutes down the road. If I want to come out here, I can come out here, you know? Mm-hmm. Come on yeah. down, man. It's, yeah. For the next, when's their next band? Uh, at the pizza off? Is the it? pizza, the pizza off. off. I like the sound of that. What's going on with the pizza off? Well, go ahead, Melissa. Why you want me to say it? Well, so queen. the idea behind it is Andrew's idea. Um, but we've got a lot. Idea guy. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then I have to figure <laughs> out how the hell we're going to do this. That's okay. literally what happens with everything. Um, so the idea behind it is we've got all these local places that people don't even know. Like, for example, did you know the Big Chill? has pizza oh, that people yeah. love. I grew okay, up so on the you Big knew Chill. It. Yeah. You knew it. Italian beefs and pizza, that's a, it's a, the Big Chill. What place. about the Forge? Uh, see, the Forge, I didn't even know I had food. I've see only that? been there for a couple of music things, and see? that's yeah. about it. So They've, that's what we're trying to do. Is well, I guess I knew they had food. I mean, they, you'd right. be in a crowded concert, and you'd see some girl like squeezing through trying to carry a tray <laughs> of food. Yeah. Terrible they, for her. Apparently, they have really good pizza. Um, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's like Nico's. I don't know if you've been there. I'm sure you have. Uh, and then there's just a, so what we were noticing that my parents, for example, we live like one stop sign down from my parents, but they don't, they don't hang out down here. They hang out on the West side. They've got a couple bars and sure what they like. It's just like people like what they like and that's it. That's yeah. just what they're going to go do. Mm-hmm. But my mom and my dad may not know that these other pizza places even exist at this point, like, cause they're not down here eating pizza. But then same goes for guys like me who don't go on the west side. Like I fucking, we rarely go to eat on the west side. You're too busy at the supermercado next door getting tacos. That's right. Yeah. That's right. We'll go to Jameson's here and there, but we pretty much keep it's it on the east very convenient for us. But, but yeah, so we wanted to have all these places and then to turn a spin on it, like, okay, everybody, Andrew asked on Facebook, um, what's going down downtown J-Town? Uh, Tom asked on Facebook, like, what's your favorite pizza place? And we get this list of 10 pizza places that have, everyone says, oh, I, this is my favorite pizza place. And the idea behind it is then you come in here and we do like a blind tasting. You pay $5 and you try these one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 pizzas. And then you rank them. And the kicker of it, which we think is hilarious well i think is hilarious i think you do too but um is this food electoral or electoral food college okay like a complete mockery of the fact that we still do this um very advanced society oh yeah so you vote (laughs) we get majority and then we're gonna have these characters and i put you know quotes characters on this electoral food college where they're actually gonna decide the winner Regardless of the majority, <laughs> you guys but, can go fuck yourselves. Yeah, <laughs> basically, your votes were fun and yeah. all, but we got this. Yeah, but it's funny because we got people like there's somebody who's like it's not like parts that we are creating. It's almost like our natural tendency to be. So a person that's just really positive and loves things and is a great supporter. And then we've got this total. This guy is totally like fuck that. Yeah. That he doesn't sucks. Even eat pizza. I, I don't even <laughs> like pizza. Pizza's for idiots. Yeah. And then I think I'm on it still. I haven't been voted off of of the okay. thing because you know, gotta have, we gotta have equal. You know, right? Representation. Women need to be yeah. up there, man. You can't. Yeah. He didn't have anybody else, so it's me. Can't have people mansplaining your pizza to you. That's what no. You, you know, you I know what I that. like. Yeah. Although I don't, um, I'm not sure if any women have ever been on the electoral. You college. have no <laughs> idea who's on the electoral <laughs> college. He doesn't even know. I don't so, even understand the concept. Uh, nobody does. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So totally anyway, kidding. so then we got somebody else too. So it was like, um, we're trying to make it really entertaining at the same time as promoting other businesses. Our our uh, thing though is that this is a brand new thing and these pizza places have no idea what the hell we're even asking them for. You know what I mean? So, yeah, how are you doing that? How are you incorporating the, the places themselves? Are you just calling and ordering a pizza? Or are you actually like letting no. them know what you're doing? Well, they say no, we're fucking buying pizza. We're just well, buy we haven't decided exactly. You can't win. You will never... You'll only be we, we framed it... <laughs> this is happening whether they like it or not. Yeah, well, we framed it like, hey, you're on the list of top 10 pizza areas or pizza places. We wanted them to be able to donate the ones we vote on and then we would buy some that we could sell 
to people that are here. Mm-hmm. Um, but we haven't heard back from everybody yet. So literally this week we are we hunting waiting them on, down. Let's call them out. Let's call literally them out. Literally uh, seven of that. the ten. No, so give me some names, guys. I'll call them up. Be like, I need you to be a part of this. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's supposed to be the biggest thing that I don't understand. I mean, this is a positive thing. This is not a you suck at making pizzas. You win no matter what. Somebody you win. afraid that they're going to be like Maybe. number nine and then everybody's like, oh, they were number nine. We're not going to eat their pizza I feel anymore. like that might be a, but so that is we not the on point. Papa John's, Domino's, Pizza Hut. We didn't even invite <laughs> I'm them. <kidding. laughs> I'm kidding. They're not even invited. No franchise. They're not local. Aurelio's is invited. They are franchise. Yeah, but, but, but they're Aurelio's a local is place. kind of an OG, you know, right. OG J-Town kind of staple. Right on. Yeah. So we're waiting on, we're trying to, we'll have to like do a little kick it into high gear to get it, everybody on board this week. Is pizza for you on this list? They are. We do a lot of pizza for you. Are they? Because I, I, um, I, I eat a lot no, of beef roll. I eat a lot of beef roll over there. We love that beef pocket. Their beef pocket's so dope. I don't know if they're on the list or not. But Marshaloni's still alive? Do they do that still? Who? Marshaloni's still still a thing? They're not on the list. No, they're not, not on the list. I don't even know if they're still, I don't even know if they're still <laughs> Nobody a Nobody nominated anymore. them. No. Yeah, you had to get nominated by like someone else. And yeah. So we're waiting on that, but then we're going to have John Condren's going to be our like MC music guy. Nice. Um, we'll have our electoral food college. We'll have the pizza. What else? Costumes. Oh my gosh! Yeah, tell you got that guy coming. What's the get the guest judge podcaster? What? what? Oh yeah, right feel free. <laughs> he can come in. I want to um, pizza. We also have a judge. Uh, he used to be a judge for Will County. Um, yes, he did. Okay. And he's actually going to judge on the electoral college. Like a legit be the judge. judge. To be yeah. Legit judging. Yes. <laughs> bringing you out of retirement, brother. <laughs> we tried to get him to wear a robe, but he said he, he can't. No, Legally. Yeah. Not, don't worry about it. My wife's got like the graduation robes they use. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just have them. There you that. go. Yeah, we should all wear that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, oh, you, you should come totally that day, do it'd that. Be fun. You should totally do that. You can take my space on the voting thing. <laughs> Call up Jostens and get yourself some, <laughs> some yes. graduation robes. Have everybody. And it's probably like things. fifty Tell cents. They can be the sponsor for the tablecloth of go. the electoral food college. Yes. But yeah, that's like kind of what we want to do more of these. Hopefully this works out, you know, and we mm-hmm. get everybody else on board because then the next one we want to do is a taco off, which in Juliet would be that's, intense. That would be so insane. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't lot. have enough room for the, all the good tacos that you no. could possibly We procure. may have to make it a two-day event. Yeah. Right. There may be a list of top 20. You might have to make it a festival. You might have to say. But I'd that's love on, it. That's block this street off. September yeah. 22nd, Alex Hoffer is hosting. That time. I yep. love me some Alex Hoffer. Oh, yep. yeah. He's yeah, a good he's friend. Good. He's a good dude. He is a good dude. Mm-hmm. He likes so, him a lot. And he can play the shit out of a guitar. And he's sang, so good. And sang a little bit. My wife yeah. might have a crush on him. Oh, my doesn't. God. He doesn't. <laughs> he's, so, he's just so talented. I can't believe this is the first time Alex has come up in a podcast. First Alex. time, huh? Yeah, I feel like it's the first time. You gotta tag up. him. I I've been I've been watching Alex play music for like 15 years. I love that guy. So he's, he's very I'm very big good. It's clean too. Like it sounds very. I feel like I'm listening to the radio. Yeah. For real. Yeah. I feel like he's already polished. On. That's he's the a word. For real polished. artist, and he can do everything. You know, he can just he can do a full Dave Matthews cover band. He can do some really hardcore outlandish stuff that you wouldn't think of. Like yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to turn this into the Alex Hoffer love fest. Did but, you uh, did you hear our recording? Uh, no. So we'll send you it. You, you got to listen to it. There's a, we did this thing here called Steel City Sa- Stories, and it was six of them. So it was Hoffer, Condren, 
round table yeah like, uh, and, like and they six just, bar stools yep. one mm-hmm. after another yep. i went Colin to nashville Wild. a couple uh, once and and i just that's what that's what i took away from nashville those are my favorite things to do oh man sit it was, down it was, eat be quiet and listen along. to them mm-hmm. go crushing it was yeah. so much fun it you have to listen awesome. to it if you like alex hoffer listen to this yeah. uh, well all well, of I them absolutely though. will they were all so so good and they recorded it but like i was bartending and i'm like oh my god yeah. Is that literally in our brewery right it's now? Happening right now. That is here. <laughs> that is not. We're not listening to something like yep. that. Is seriously right there. They were so good. Yep. But um, but yeah. So we're just trying to do stuff like that, and we got food trucks coming in. Um, that's a that's another thing we do. But we might be doing some Alex Hoffer one, a few times a Sunday. Yeah, uh, a few times a month now. A couple times a month. I had people in last night. They were like, "Please do open mic nights. You guys have such you guys, a is nice that in system." The plan? Yeah, I think yeah. I think we'll do one. Um, I'm Try actually. Out. Yeah. I'm thinking about doing uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, like at eight to one in the morning. Uh, oh gosh! Yeah, Whoa. little punk. This is the first punk, I've heard. Uh, or heavy metal. What? Like once or twice a month, like just a little jam type yeah. thing, or yeah, I don't know. I just went to the dunk, the Drunken Donut for oh, the yeah. first time the other day, and I had a blast. Yeah, man. they do some crazy shit over there, man. That's Dude, cool. it's cheap beer, and you, I mean, it's you local, get, it's local. It's, <laughs> it's super local. Like, I mean, I went, I, I used to spend so much time at Golden Glaze Donuts back in the day when I was a kid. Now, you know, my cousin's way younger than me. He's a drummer, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I go to this Drunken Donut all the time." Like, what is the Drunken Donut? He's like, "It's the Golden Glaze Donuts, but there's music." And I'm like, "They play music, <laughs> dude. Have you been there? No, I haven't been there oh, during man, music gonna, yet. We're gonna no. go there together next show. I think amazing. there's one Wednesday." Yeah, they do some crazy stuff out here. I've seen some pictures of that. We'll go. It just says donuts outside. Yeah. Like you have no idea. It's yeah. really fun. Yeah, they it's used really to, fun. Like, we used to go in there because we could smoke cigarettes back in the day when we were in high school. Like right even before <laughs> high school, probably. <laughs> now I'm like, how the hell do they have music in there? It's a pretty cool concept, though. Yeah, yeah it's it's a little tight, but um, it's it's good. There's uh, there's a lot of fun little places like that down here. It's fun fucking figuring out what's what's well, happening. And what they do is like all ages too, isn't it? Like you can get in there for like when you're under 21. No, yes. they don't like card you at the door. Yeah, yeah, they may not. They may not be. Uh, anyway, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's a great place if you're young. Go hang out. <laughs> I mean, you can't drink if you're under. No, nobody's but, saying but, that. Right, but, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So, what, I mean, what else do you guys have planned? I know we talked a little bit about tanks and stuff coming in, hopefully, and and expanding a little bit. Can building a canning machine, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> we were redoing all of the facade here. Oh yeah, that's our big project. We uh, applied for grants through the city center partnership, and uh, since we're on this spot of lots of vacancies. And they really want to help this area. It's in one of the um, TIF districts. So if people don't know what that is, like t- tax incremental funding, where they raise some of the taxes and then they put that money back into the businesses in the area. So what we did was we said, and this was, we did this like when we started. Okay. We, since we don't have investors and a shit ton of money, um, we asked, all right, if we do all of this, can you help us out? They've got this program, interior um, improvements and then external facade. So we told them our entire plan. They said, okay, um, it's just, it's a minimal amount, but it's help. And what we're going to do is replace our doors, get brand new windows, 
Our second floor has original windows. I don't know if it's original, Whoa. but like a hundred year, it looks and feels like a hundred year old windows. And so they're going to, we're, we're talking and getting quotes right now and we're just going to replace them all. So our entire front's going to have like brand new windows with black trim, brand new, huge oversized doors. Like right now people walk by and I get a lot of shit from customers. Actually, like, I could barely find you. Um, you have no sign. We have a sign. It's like just your, flush with the wall. Your sign is dope, but it's, like, it's hard to spot. Yeah. Right. And it's so not we, like an old tavern sign. If you had that, like, hanging outward, you know, like, perpendicular to the to the building itself, then, yeah, it might be easier. Yeah. But, yeah, you have to kind of be, like, be looking. You mm-hmm. know, you have to really check to get in yeah. here We're and we always easy. like joke yeah, yeah, well, yeah I knew right? you were gonna yeah. get a speakeasy door like. that's what we do like we joke about it because like there's really nothing we can do right it now it hurts so bad inside yeah, yeah. we're like uh we just laugh it off we, yeah <laughs> and i say i'm sorry and and you know we're working on it so we're gonna get these new doors and windows and we're gonna get it uh whatever the opposite way sign so you can see it when you're walking or driving by so it's gonna look awesome i'm so excited it's just taken since we've this is a long road to get this going through. Mm-hmm. The grant process is, is a little long uh, and there's a lot of paperwork, but the city center partnership, they're awesome. So they'll help us out a little bit with it. And, and then uh, hopefully people will find us better. And you guys are in your infancy still. I mean, you yeah. know, it probably feels like ages since you guys opened, but I mm-hmm. mean, in, in big picture, if you zoom out, you guys have only been open for so long. So yeah. it's like, you still have a long way to grow and all that stuff. It's so, I mean, yeah, you want all that stuff to happen now, but just getting better i mean just from the time i was in here until now how much better it is it's amazing so yeah it's definitely well, you. You guys had nothing that, but man. like awesome stuff to go you know down the road well you know you open up in this world you know that we talked about social media social media also has a downside to it with the you know people latch onto things or like they may not even ever walked into your space because like, they have two beers on tap what am i going to go there for well yeah you know, we just opened three days ago and we're you know well, the story on that, man, is we actually had three beers on tap. Oh, three. Three. But then we dumped one. We decided to take it off the line. and uh, just wasn't tasting good or whatever it well, was. It, like it just had cr- off, off flavor to the it. The crazy yeah, part man, is, like, we had our friends and family in for the weekend before we opened, and we had the IPA on tap, and Andrew was like, ah, this isn't how I want it to be. But then you get people that don't really know no, so much. Good. Good. Yeah, we yeah. love this yeah. beer. And yeah. and so I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, that's a whole other beer we could have on tap, you know. And there's this, like, debate. What do we do? And Andrew's like, no, I'm I'm not having that beer on tap. And so we had two. And yeah. people were like, they gave us shit. I, um, I, had a lot of, I had a lot of really smart people talking in this podcast with, you know, brewers and people who have been around forever. And to a man, they all say, if, you're, if you've never dumped a batch of beer, then you're not doing your job right. Like if you've never had to dump a batch of beer, then you're probably not doing a good job brewing. <laughs> you know? Right. Do you, do you, you can't put that stuff. If it's not up to, I mean, we've even had it where it's like this, you know, this is a good beer, but this isn't this beer. So we're not doing it. Mm-hmm. So Andrew's really picky with that, which is why we have seven beers on tap. That is a sure sign of a good brewer to me. I mean, really, if you're will, if you're smart enough to know that, like, I can't do this to myself or my customers. Yeah, sure. I got two beers on tap now and maybe you're going to catch some shit from some really high, high right. end jerk or you know that's mm-hmm. gonna be like oh, i only drink the finest of everything like that's bullshit only two beers like i think you made a good decision on that that's all i'm saying thank yeah. you thank you man we yeah. don't look back on that we were uh it was a little, not our proudest but you know we opened up and you know and i was thinking about it later too i was the bartender we didn't have any staff 
and we have minimal friends who who really want to be behind the bar. Mm-hmm. So if I would have had more beers on tap and more people come in here, it would have suffered. Been crazy. Yeah, it would have <laughs> been not a good as good of a day because people wouldn't have gotten the service they wanted. You know. Yeah. So I mean, I think it was perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it worked out great. Everybody was happy. Everybody got the beer they wanted, and you know. Um, that's just, that's just like jogs something in my head. So this whole thing transitioning from home brewing to pro being a pro brewer, if that's what you want to grow. Um, oh, you're pro brewer. <laughs> pro brewer. That's okay, wear it. Sorry. Wear it. Pro, pro professional. <laughs> pro brewer. Professional brewer. Um, I have had, I was actually really lucky to meet this guy, uh, Larry, how do we say his last name? I don't want to say it wrong here. Huff? Yeah. I was going to say Ho, but the good thing you said, <laughs> Huff. Um, that's the, the Larry, master. a sound growler? Yeah, yeah. yeah. sound growler. Yeah. He is my mentor. Uh, anytime I have any questions, anything, how do I do this for the first time, I go to him, and uh, I've been really lucky to have him helping me out. Yeah, especially um, in the beginning with a few different things you just don't know. Yeah, there's yeah he's some, a good dude. He's been on the podcast, too. He, he He's a really good guy. He is, man. He, I, I can't even tell you. I owe a lot of... Uh, did any, you say he's at beer. Sound Growler? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Any beer that I make good, it's because somewhere down the line, Larry gave me some solid advice. Yeah. And uh, he's come in here and brewed with me, um, just walked me through various ways to go about uh, solving, like, you know, just little problems with, uh, like, water, like, uh, how you're going to chill the, all this stuff, all this 90 gallons, and how to make, like, a cold... Uh, storage tanks and all this different stuff um he's been awesome and uh i'm really happy that really lucky to have met the guy uh good friend and we'll be good friends for i'm sure for a really long time owe him a lot he brews his beer you know he he doesn't brew as far as i can tell he doesn't brew to to brew what you know what somebody else wants he brews beer that he likes and like that he's passionate about which i i really loved about him uh did a brewed IPA recently, which, you know, it's a thing that's going on right now. He, he was going to San Francisco and he was like super excited to try these brewed IPAs and stuff. And he brought one back and he made a great one at Sound Growler. Like did a really good job bringing that back. So he's a guy I've always liked when I met him. Big fan of his too. Hell yeah. Good yeah. dude. And his wife is awesome lady and his daughter. She's Erica. She's uh, it's wait. Is it, no, it's not Erica. Erica's the wife. Uh, I'm trying to think here. <laughs> I can't remember her name right now. Look, what's Larry's, blew it. What's Larry's daughter's name? She's looking at you puzzled. Come on. Oh, you should Kayla. know this. Kayla. 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 Um, she's great, too. She's working there, and that's a hell of a family. Uh, yeah. Family goals. great, man. He's, yeah, that's yeah, family goals, right? Yeah, we're going to. Well, and then they have they have uh, somebody from Chicago Street, right? Bridget. Yeah. yeah. Bridget Lundgren, right? She, mm-hmm. she works over there. She was in there the day I was doing the podcast with them. I was like, I know you. Why do I know you from somewhere? <laughs> yeah. She's in the big one, yep, too. Oh, I was going to say, I've seen her sing before, man. She plays some like Damien Rice covers that make me want to cry half the time. Oh, yeah, she is good. She's I've, so talented. I've heard her duets and stuff. She's very good. Did you talk about their tacos? Um, no. Their vegetarian potato tacos over there, by the way. <laughs> all of their tacos. All oh the tacos. Gosh. I know we, you know, we started this day with Andrew bringing tacos in oh, yeah. from, from from next door or whatever. So definitely, if you're talking tacos, that's the joint right there, man. Casablanca, yeah. sure. Vela's. Oh yeah. Yep. Sound Look growler. for that taco. Arturo off. told me he tried to open like some Mexican restaurants before Sound Growler, and like they kind of went, you know, they didn't work out for him. And I'm like, how could they not have? If their tacos were anything like the ones they're making over there, yeah, how did they not? work out 
Yeah, guys. No, I appreciate you guys doing this. Is there anything else you want to talk about with Elder Brewing before we hit it? I mean, you guys covered more ground than I bet you even thought you were going to today. I yeah, could tell man. Andrew was like, oh, we're going to do like 40 minutes. Like, <laughs> you guys are an hour and 40 minutes in right now, man. Oh, wow. We got you talking. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's some beer fests coming down the line. I've got the back lot here behind the building. There's a huge parking lot. And then my dad's building business is over across the street. There's a huge lot. Um, I'd say probably within the next, this time next year, I'll have like a big festival I'm going to put on. Cool. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to that. We're going to do some big headliners here soon. Um, next year, probably within the next six to eight months, we'll, we'll have a big show. Uh, it'll be like kind of expensive, like a $30 ticket to see some badass. You got people in mind? I don't know if I want to tell you, man. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> That's moral okay. uh, moral of the story is Andrew's got ideas all day. He likes, all to, day. He likes to keep them in his little got, brain until mm-hmm. it's time. To I got hatch a journal, him. man. I got all this journal upstairs. It's uh, it's, okay. it's like Good. forty thousand pages. And we're <laughs> thankful. I'm thankful, though he's got the ideas. I'm thankful we have people to help us actually bring do them that. to life. Hell yeah! Right, like our our dads. Oh my gosh, all our family. Yeah, we don't get out much. We don't get to go. We don't get to go to as many other breweries and meet as many other people in the industry because we're constantly here and like this is it. You know what I mean? So I think that you that's our next step. Use me as a consultant. Step. Just sure. like, hey, tell I us like about it. all the breweries you've been hitting. Yeah. <laughs> sure. That's our next step. Yeah. Andrew's ideas and us actually getting out there a little more, mm-hmm. you know. But you got to take it in. Um, real quick, we, we we talked briefly about the, the decor and stuff, bringing it home from Colorado. Like, mm-hmm. like what what was were some of those breweries that you do you remember? Like some of the ones that you guys hit out yeah. there that kind of helped say like Equinox. Oh yeah, we love that. They have like a tree logo. I think <clears throat> a lot of tree or like we loved that. Yeah, they Equinox. really liked Equinox. We felt a closeness with them. They like, were yeah. a big draw for us. I guess. Did they have the local art on the wall too? There. They did. I did. We, we did not we love uh, come up with that on our own. Big Beaver. Big Beaver. Oh, well, I've heard good things about Big Beaver too. I've never been out there. That's like the first time I ever went to a brewery that was in a warehouse. Like we didn't have as many. That was a while ago. Like there weren't here. Estes Park. Estes Estes Park. Estes 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 Park. I don't. I don't. Oh, because they have the the buffalo testicles. I'm no expert on buffalo testicles. Yeah, you know Andrew. the buffalo yeah. tes- testicles. Yes. You don't know what I'm talking about. They're like called. no, I know exactly yeah, what yeah, you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, that, that was uh, those were it's like those three. I think we went to one more. I can't remember the name. Uh, but we were in like Fort Collins. Were we in Fort Collins and Berthed? Oh yeah, we went to Berthed and um, City and Star. City Star. There was yeah. another one called. Uh, they had the local bands like in there. They just had opened. So you guys kind of pulled some inspiration from place to place. Yeah. Kind of like, how do we make this our own too? You know, like. Yeah, and they. And I'm we just, think there's one more like somewhere in Love It, Love It, uh, Colorado. I won't, I won't remember. It'll come to me. <laughs> come on. But we, yeah, that's where we really we didn't even go to like Illinois breweries first. We were in Colorado. That was the first brewery we ever went to. Oh yeah. Yeah. We and so, one of my things is. It'd be, it, was, it was nice to pull the inspiration from Colorado and not go, 
Like I didn't want to go to all these Illinois breweries and be that guy who's like every week posting that I'm checking in here because then it's like, well, where am I getting my inspiration mm-hmm. from? Like everyone in the state, like we wanted to be something Just different. Gonna copy that, gonna copy that, gonna copy yeah. that. Like, no, I mean, we, we definitely copied from things, places. you know, yeah. we pulled from stuff, but it was inspired a, by, not copy. Yeah. yeah. We, inspired by. We, we were freaking thousand miles away, you know, uh-huh. uh, and, uh, pulling our inspiration from that. And I think that, that kind of, uh, you can, you can see it here. Like it, it's it's totally different. We fucking hardwood floors. <laughs> Damn. Dude, Pain we'll in the ass. We'll do a whole separate <laughs> podcast on these floors. Can we bring up the floors uh, again, please? Yeah, can we? Just... They're beautiful. Don't worry. <laughs> they, they really are, though. I gotta say, like, we're laughing about it, but at the same time, it's legit. They're legit. Yeah, but we we try. That's like now, even going forward, trying to do things that are, you know, incorporate things we see that we like, but also we want it to be as original as possible. Mm-hmm. At the same time, is meeting and networking and, you know, being friends with all the people that are around us. So, yeah. Yep. No, I think uh, we like this place, man. It's my favorite bar for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I really like drinking. Not biased here. at oh, all. Oh, God. <laughs> Andrew would live here if he could. Uh-huh. No, why not? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, this not? beef jerky, not a lot which you haven't had any. Why don't you have a piece well, of that? Beef I thought jerky? I felt like beef jerky was like the th- like something you know. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing people hate in podcasts, it's somebody smacking their lips during a podcast. <laughs> like that'll be the one thing I'll get an email about. Like, why were you smacking your lips so hard on the right, maybe, <laughs> while you were talking to them? <laughs> maybe just wait and write a review about there it. There you that. go. <laughs> yeah, bite club. Bite it's club. Get you some kick-ass artisanal jerky and noms. I like that they call them noms. Yeah. Yeah. They have Bite sesame club. seeds nice. on that fucking. Look they at would, that. Oh, yeah, they absolutely do. Terry, I told you, teriyaki beef. Dude, that's that, that's like at. a sushi that's roll right there. That's the jam right here. That's yeah. the jam. That's a local guy who does the jerky for us. We make an order some, every uh, week. We're going through a whole order every where's week. Where's he at? Joliet. Like what, like just, does he just have a he presence online? That's yeah. it? Like, yep. So we found out. You have so a name for him? We can uh, give him Tony, some love. Chef Tony. Tony. Chef Tony. We actually found out about him because Joliet. Oh my God, Little, it smells smoke. <laughs> I open really the bag, good. it's like, boom. <laughs> There's a guy who, Jody, who runs this Star Wars day in downtown Juliet. And he also does the Galaxy Show convention. And it's like with all these comic artists. Yeah. Com- comic book artists? I don't know. Comic-Con. Even like Comic-Con stuff. So they do like the artwork for Star Wars stuff. They, I mean, they're big guys. So he brings them all into the Juliet, historical, Juliet Area Historical Museum. And they do this convention. And he came in to ask us if we wanted to be like sponsors or be part of it. It's coming up in September, blah, blah, blah. And we talked to him for hours. And he said that, oh, yeah, we had this local guy. He had jerky there. And he sold out of his jerky in uh, like two hours or whatever. Completely sold out of all of his jerky. And I was like, shit, we need food. We can't make food. We don't have a food license. But we want to be able to sell packaged food. And it's local. We get a hold of him. He came by and let us try some. And we were like, yep. Uh, when can you give us jerky? So we're actually going to have uh, Making Me Late IPA, our IP, Making Me Late IPA, jerky. It's gonna He's be incorporating our beer in the jerky. Making Me Late jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can attest now fully. This is delicious. This is the teriyaki one, though. I mean, you can put teriyaki on a shoe and I'll eat it. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, it's he does fantastic. a good job. He's got good texture a- to it. It's like, I feel, you know, sometimes it's really hard. 
So yeah. Like, you're trying to bite through it. This is awesome. So that, that dude's name is to- Chef Tony. Yeah, yep. Chef right. Tony. He's, He's getting some love. He's getting tagged in this episode when I post it because this is awesome. Hell yeah. Hell yeah More dude. people need to get some of that shit. <laughs> you could get Said some tortillas thing. and put that beef jerky what? in the tortilla. Let's make like a little, tor- taco. <laughs> <laughs> a little taco. Because we really like Why tacos. Why are we all about tacos right now? We're really all That's about all tacos. Andrew eats is beef jerky and tacos. <laughs> I don't think that's yeah. bad. No. And popcorn from our tap He's keeping room. his figure. Right. See? Yeah. Right. It's all... It's, it's a, a high protein diet, right? Yeah, seriously. keto. It's keto. He's yeah. keeping keto. So uh, yeah, he's doing that IPA uh, one. We are still taste testing what cool. he's do- what he's doing. He's giving us different samples. Just testing it out here. And yeah. There. So hey, where, am I getting close? Am yeah, I, uh, he's so great. So I'm really excited. You'll only be able to get it here. And then all the other ones you can order online from him and stuff. That's that online presence. But he's got um, a. Uh, one that's called Biohazard. Oh that's shit! Two point two million Scoville's, something like that. Yeah, pe- I, pepper spray is one point nope. one million. I'm all set on that. Yeah, you, you, you hear that though? That. The, it's hotter than pepper spray. So it's got like what the? Uh, does it have like one of those Carolina Reapers or whatever? Ghost in, uh, peppers uh, or ghost something pepper. like that. Oh. And he's got it in this like, hazardous bag. Like so a, you're scared <laughs> of it? Like, <laughs> it looks like there should be blood or like a needle in there. <laughs> yeah, we sell that. If we put it in the thing, it's people gone. buy it. It's the day bad. I put it in there. No doubt about it. We did have a customer. People are obsessed with hot, like, spice. Yeah, so weird to me. I don't know why. This one lady came in. She bought it, and the, it was like a boy. I think it was her boyfriend. I'm not sure if they're dating or not, but they, they went back to the house. <laughs> Let's break house. down their relationship. <laughs> and he's he's like, uh, she asked him if he wanted any. He's like, no, I don't want any of that. And she, he said that she ate some and was in the, uh, like, fetal position oh, for no. an hour. <laughs> But there's warnings. I mean, she was clearly warned. It's by. It's got like caution on yeah. the bag. No, you guys are killing Tony's business now. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, no, so it's no, beef jerky is, that will murder you. No, okay. it, it still sells. I don't. I don't. People, people love. Buy it. They absolutely pe- love it. People's um, like I was just talking about, like consumer behavior is insane to yep. me. But if you have people that like spicy things, they're like, give me the challenge. I don't, yes. I won't be curled up like right. that person. Yep. I will just walk away fine. Mine is way bigger than his, so I <laughs> will be fine. Like that is the mentality. Absolutely. The guy, the guy I work with, man, he watches that like hot ones show on YouTube. Have you ever seen that? Where they no. take celebrities and they interview them while they eat wings from what? like one to ten. So it's like you know, it's it's this guy and he interviews like the biggest celebrities and they eat wings one at a time. So he asks them a question, they eat a wing, they both eat them, and it goes all the way up to like. Two million Scoville, like Carolina Reaper. So basically, by the end of the interview, you know they're, they're crying, like crying and like uh, know, trying sweating. to cope. Some of them make it through. Some of them have to quit. You know, <laughs> yeah. that sounds terrible. He had like Anthony Rizzo <laughs> on there and like Kevin Hart and like some big names like in the music, m- movies, music, and sports. It's crazy. Oh, but man. but he, my my buddy at work, he orders like the guy makes his own. You know, has his own signature sauce, and it's just like that two million something or other, and he orders it. I'm like, why? What's the pleasure in that? Like yeah, burning your face yourself. off. Yeah. He's People like, oh, I love it. But <laughs> it looks painful. I'll yeah. never understand, but. Now that we got off track, Bike Club is delicious and it will not kill you. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> we love it. But yeah, so we're doing that. That's all. Yeah, that'll be fun for people. Though. I mean, you guys have your own. That's kind of cool. Though. Like, I have my own beef jerky. No big mm-hmm. deal. Like, it's cool enough to be like, I got my own beer. No big deal. And, now like, and some beef jerky. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. And we've recently. NBD. Just gave a. Baker, who Chef Tony introduced us to, 
she's gonna make some shit out of our spent grain. We're gonna make our, we're gonna have our own oh, bread. Oh, that's cool. Good that, that's good. That's good. It's always cool to find something that you can do with that grain. Like I've, yeah. heard, I've heard stories of bad stuff with that, and I heard mm-hmm. great stories. Like Noon Whistle has like a farmer come pick theirs up every you know so often. And Same. Yeah, yeah we have. Uh, we've I been trying to diversify. Texting him right now. Actually, I got a chicken farmer. Uh, it's a whole long story with that. He's, a, he's got chickens and, and ducks duck. and uh, feeds them. We he'll. We actually up. have been raising ducks at our house inside of our house, and and once they get big enough, we give them to the farmer because he can't raise the ducklings. Anyway, so he takes my grain, and uh, he bar- we barter the grain for eggs. So I've got, if you go look in my fridge right now, there's like all sorts of eggs in there. Yeah, people were asking me yesterday, why do you have that? Because farm I, fresh eggs. Farm baby. fresh. There's nothing butter, better than man. farm fresh eggs. It's so man. awesome. I, and man, it's like. Uh, I've also made dog treats out of them. Not really? super successful, oh. but the dogs liked it for the <laughs> amount that I did make. So yeah, we're trying. We, we didn't, originally didn't even know what the hell to do with all of it, but it's cool. People come out of the woodwork, you know. <laughs> my buddy Kyle's got a coop in his, his place and he gets us eggs and stuff. It's so nice to have farm fresh eggs when you want, you know. Yeah, did you have know? Have you tried duck eggs? No, I've, I've not. I don't you get too adventurous, but yeah. Give them, a, give them a try. Yeah, legit, huh? Really good. Okay. Worth it. Worth it for sure. They're harder to get, though. and They're more expensive usually. Well, I'm sure. But so is there, is there anything you want to leave the people with with Elder Brewing? I mean, like, the atmosphere I'm sure we covered, but like, what can they expect when they walk through the door? Uh, you should expect to have a really good time and to be, uh, you know, to, you're going to get drunk if you drink enough of the beer. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Which is not what we're encouraging. <laughs> you're going to enjoy the beer more than you're going to get drunk off of and it. You'll well, yeah, we've them. got a, we've got low alcohol beers, but, um, I think we've got a good range. I was just telling somebody who was looking at renting our room out to like do a bridal shower. And I think that... Is that what that was? Yeah. Okay. That's why I left. I thought it was a, a floor tour. Just to I wanted to show the, people the floor. Show people the floor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they came in specifically for the floor. But no... Um, people will now watch. Yes. You hear this? Or I like, always, We're just here to see the floors. <laughs> no, I always tell people, it's like, we've got such a selection that people that don't normally drink craft beer, and that's even in my description of the Keep of the Castle, it's our cream ale, but... You tell me that you normally drink Miller Lite or you don't like beer or you just drink wine and I can stick you with uh, Keep of the Castle and you'll order a couple of them. And then you get people who are super into, you know, trying all different types. And we've got something from the IPA to the American Pale Ale to Stout of Brown Ale. So it's like we're trying to do this, you know, uh, simple, not simple beers, but nothing crazy. Just like your solid classic style beer. And then go from there and then also enjoy like local stuff. It's literally, as you can tell, all we're about. So yeah, we try uh, to go from there and we're pretty normal too. Uh, yeah. We we're just like, like we're always just, here. Yeah. It, one of us is the only time we're ever not here is if somebody's getting married in our family. I mean, yeah. one of us is always here. Rich is we have one bartender. He's family too. I take it. He's, we have <laughs> feel like he's family. Right. He's we have friends guy. that live close by that'll help out and volunteer. They're like our family. So it's like, you know who you were here talking to. It's really cool. So, um, yeah, we like to talk to people and tell people about our floor. Yeah, yeah. we'll give you, I will talk. If you ask me about the floor, you come in here. I will it's give on. you, uh, you got it. Yeah. You and we'll talk it. about <laughs> in the beer and it's like different on. projects. So you, you come in here and you know exactly like what we're planning and it's really cool. So I will, I will personally come downstairs all right, if stop. you want me to do a <laughs> now, floor Now you're tour. writing checks that your ass <laughs> can't cash. All right? Oh my gosh. But yeah, so I think that's it. 
I think that's a good explanation. That's the way to do yeah. it. That's Thanks for coming out, man. We, no, thank we you guys. It. You just treated me to like almost your whole draft line, some beef jerky for Christ's sake. You offered me tacos. <laughs> I got water. What's not to love? I'm just going to sit here and l- roll around on this floor for a little while when we wrap <laughs> this up. Just kind of absorb all of its goodness. Do some snow angels. I hope, I hope that's the only thing anyone takes from this podcast is I how hope, great the floors are. I hope are. not. <laughs> oh, that's anything to do with That's fine with me. That'd be great. That's, that'd be perfect for me. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you know, you're downtown Joliet, and like you said, you can you can hit the little the little twofer, or you can hit the the trifecta if you want with Chicago Street and Migraine and, and Elder Brewing. So definitely something to check out. I mean, and even if you even if you just find yourself in Shorewood to go check out Will County because you haven't been there, now you can just scoot down. It's not that far to get down to the east side of Joliet to the downtown area and come to Elder. I mean, there's plenty to do now, and there's more mm-hmm. beer growing in this area. So you guys are a huge part of that. Um, when will you turn a year? November 2nd was our friends and family night. November 9th is when we first opened our doors. Yeah. yeah. To the public. Can't wait for that anniversary party. Oh, yeah, we're, we're going to We already started rager. planning it. I was going to say, there's big, the B- idea man's probably been Rage Against overtime. the Machine is going to yeah. be here. Oh, okay. So Tom Morello <laughs> and uh, Zach Delaroche. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. They're doing the whole uh, original <laughs> album, and they Killing in the Name of, all that. Yeah, now I got to figure, awesome. figure out a way to actually do that now. Uh, no way. <laughs> we made that up. I hope no one takes that seriously. You're going to be lo- sifting the internet for Gosh. cover bands now. Yeah. Like, where is Rage Against the Machine cover band around here? Oh, man. Yeah, be... it's going to be a good time, though. We're already planning it, so, yeah, keep an eye out for it. Yep, let's fucking rage. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Well, thank you guys. I mean, my, I'm empty and we're empty, but let's cheers. So. <laughs> Here, have, have this one. No, no, no. no I had that one. Let's, let's just give it, a, give it a, a goodbye cheers. Thank you so much for having us. Thank Appreciate you, man. It. Appreciate it. We're out. <laughs>